Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Whoa. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit Whoa. the desk just then. Let me try that again. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Excellent. We... Sounds great. Peter got two. Yeah. So I wanted two as well. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. How are you all doing? Hello. Good. It's Gamescom week. Well, Gamescom is nearly done by the time this yeah, comes this out. Is We're true. recording this on a Tuesday afternoon, which is it's crazy. Ugh, maybe the earliest we've it's ever recorded crazy. this podcast. We're going to be joined by the illustrious perturbed Austin until the big discussion, at which mm. point Ashton and I will be recording that later in the week without Peter. Yeah. So we can talk about Gamescom, Gamescom opening night live yes. yeah. and all the stuff that probably didn't happen there. Uh, Jeff has been working very hard, as he always does, but especially hard this time to temper expectations. Yeah, he's really mm. trying. He's like, please do not get excited. He said it again this morning. He tweeted saying, just to remind you all, here's his... stuff that you already know about. Yeah, here's I saw the Bloodborne trending earlier. It's like, oh. guys, you need to you need to stop. You need to, although... He knows he's just going to get backlash. What anyway? if Bloodborne does get announced tonight at the time of recording and, and we're down-talking it now? Yeah. It say, now. It'll be mostly stuff that you already know about. There's probably still going to be one or two reveals, but... The Rock we'll presents our... Zoa 2. Yeah. yeah. We'll get our fair show. World premiere. Mm. I hope so. But and there'll be like... Be some anime game. Weird free-to-play yeah. Chinese games. Yeah. Yeah. Honky Star Rail 2. Honky Star Rail 2. Who ever opened their wallet basically so yeah. the fact that we're opening uh, opening we're playing this on uh, recording hello yep. recording this You've on a tuesday this, as you can tell it's the end of the day um not only is there stuff about opening night live that we'll be talking about later that we don't know about at this present time but maybe on like wednesday it's announced that hideo kojima is actually a war criminal or something oh, and whoa. you know there's some huge news or ubisoft gets bought by um pop games or something. Yeah. You know, anything could happen. That could happen, which is which is why we're strategically waiting to talk about Gamescom until the end of the show, and we know uh, nothing currently mm. at so the sorry time if of we've recording. we a big story. Yes. Mm. As it stands, we know absolutely nothing. It is, however, time to talk about this week's sponsor. Mm. Uh, each and every week, we have a very, very real sponsor that helps us keep the lights on here. We did actually spot, is he still there? Yeah. yeah. Dead still Island there. 2 The Spider is actually in the room. We are graced by his presence. He's over there. We spotted him on the way out of the room last week and he's not moved. Not moved no. even a little bit. He's hunting. Uh, That's how they do it. Do they stay stationary for weeks at a time? Web. And then <laughs> and then wait. Web. Web. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. yeah. He's just chilling out. Just there. chilling. 
Should I bring him? Should I bring him over? No. Do you guys want to? Why not? I'm actually right with him being where he is. Thanks. There was a big daddy long legs when I was in the shower yesterday, and I thought this is probably. I bet like three people a year die in the shower because there's because they freak bugs. out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I was all right, but I know that some people cannot abide daddy's long legs. No, they're mm. too long. Yeah. It's just far too long. Mm. I prefer mummy long legs. Yeah. Don't we all? Mm. My sponsor that I've got here, which is real, uh, is as follows. Gamescom is this week. And as we all know, Gamescom is held in Cologne, Germany. Right. Right, yeah. So finally, they've done it. It's taken them long enough to distill the essence of a five-day trade event at the height of summer into a bottle. Pour femme or pour homme. That was some French there, mm. not German. Introducing the official scent of Gamescom, Eau de Gamer. And it says here, Es ist schlecht. Schlecht. It is horrible. It is, yeah, it's bad. Bad. That's what oh. it's, that's the tagline. Es ist schlecht. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I think you did a great job. Schlecht, thank you. Uh, so there's an official scent now. Smells of stinky gamer boys. Smells of mm. smells of just gamers. Distilled. Gamers. Gender sorry. neutral. Just smells of gamers. Yeah. Um, uh, at Gamescom, it's amazing to me that they've not done a cologne before now. Mm. Considering the cologne, cologne. The cologne. It really cologne. puts exactly. eau de toilette into perspective. Yeah. yeah. Eau de to toilet. Eau de toilet. Eau de armpit. Yeah. Is this toilet odor? So that'll be available right now. You can pick it up uh, in Cologne or on Maybe the internet. Maybe it'll be uh, as a giveaway on <gasps> opening night live. Oh my god! Yeah, eau de gamer. Yeah, that's exciting. Odening like knife. What? Oh, okay. Hang on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like you can that. do that. Yeah, odor, odor, ning night live. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like Very it. Good. That's, that's great. Live. That's Thanks. actually a better name for it, and we could have gone with that because this isn't real. Oh. oh Unfortunately, odor gamer does not exist. You just need to attend and have a big old inhale, and you will know what odor gamer is all mm. about. Uh, we're sponsored, of course, by wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. We're trying to encourage loads of you to go over there at the moment because we've got all sorts of very exciting things coming up on that Patreon, uh, including some maybe some rather big news coming out of SMTJ Live, which is on the 2nd of September at 11 a.m. on YouTube. That's our big live show. It's going to have all sorts of silliness in there. We've got most of the pre-recorded stuff done now yeah. and it is coming together. Beautifully. So even if you've looked at the new the rewards that are on there currently for SMTJ, there may be some stuff post SMTJ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting mm -hmm. to look and at. And if you happen to editions. like me uh, at all, hmm. I know that there's about 400 of you who haven't voted on the poll about who gets gunged. And right now, I'm winning the poll. And it would mean, hey, it would be really good if you guys could go and vote for Peter yeah. instead. Yeah, um, I'm already winning the war response poll. Yeah. At the moment. I know that there's like at least 400 votes, and I think they could sway it big time uh, if they vote for somewhere else instead. So I'll take one for my best friend. Oh, thanks, mate. Vote for me. Yeah. If you win, though, I'm not that. taking it for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, as, as these two have alluded to, there are some limited time rewards available. You will still get all the rewards associated with those tiers. Uh, but currently, there are some limited time ones that will allow you to directly influence the shape and the flow of SMTJ Live, which will be really good fun. Mm. Uh, so go check those out. You can go to triplejud.mup forward slash SMTJ to see those uh, specific rewards relating to SMTJ Live, or just go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, sign up at the $5 tier. You get uh, question asking, you get weirdest games uh, 
a week early, worst games two days early. At the $10 tier, you get our bonus after dark podcast, which we recently celebrated it's 50 great. episodes with a live episode. A lot mm -hmm. of you came along for that. Uh, there's loads of amazing stuff on there and it's only going to get better. So go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There's also a shop, triplejumpshop.com. And uh, our website's triplejud.mub, where you can find links to our YouTube, Twitch, Discord, and Cameo. Anything you guys want to plug that's going out on the channel this week? Some exciting things up upcoming, maybe? Well, it was going to be SMTJ Live and Gamescom Opening Night Live. But we've talked about those. Yeah. So talked about the way easy. So Brilliant. Yeah. Let's crack on then with question one. All right. It's from Jack Bradshaw, who says, Ahoy, hoy, bap. Hope you're all well. What are your guys' thoughts on Charles Martinet? That's how he pronounces it. Some people say Martinet. He says Martin. Charles Martint. Martint, yeah. <laughs> Charles Martin et, et Martint, the original voice of Mario, stepping down from the role of voicing the Italian plumber after three decades and instead becoming a Mario ambassador. Mm. Goodness mm. me. I've got a write up here um, from Eurogamer. Uh, Nintendo's statement, this comes mid midway through the article, Nintendo's statement suggests Martinet has also recorded his final line as the other Mushroom Kingdom characters he voices, including Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. Nintendo has yet to state which of its various upcoming Mario projects will be Martinet's swan song or to name his successor. And there's a quote here from their statement they put out. Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time, as far back as Super Mario 64. Charles is now moving back into the no, don't know where I got back from. Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, he'll be stepping back from recording character voices for our games, but he'll continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. It's been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years, and we want to thank him and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video message from Shigeru Miyamoto and Charles himself, which we'll put uh, post at a future date. Um, and then they updated the article. Uh, Martinet shared Nintendo's statement with a message of his own. My new adventure begins. You are all number one in my heart. Hashtag wahoo. And then this, it says, when asked why Martinet would no longer voice Mario, a Nintendo spokesperson told Eurogamer that this decision was made after carefully considering a variety of factors. Hmm. Now, I don't like that Weird. bit. No. Yeah. Because that, if, if, the, if he just decided he wanted to retire, the response would be, Charles says he's, you know, he's getting a bit old. He's uh, he just wants to maybe like do a bit of traveling, go to a mm. few cons, but not like do regular voice work. But that sounds like they have said, "No, nah, you're all right, Charles. I think we're all right now. Mm. We're going to get someone else to do it." I think there's, I think there's two avenues or two mm -hmm. schools of thought of why this has happened. Either they've got enough Marioisms now that they can just soundboard him use for the AI. rest of time, yeah, mm. or use AI, oh. or. They've seen the success of the Mario movie, no. and Mario's going to no. start talking. No. That's the that's the alternative. I thought you were going to say Chris Pratt. Like, well, no. I don't think Chris Pratt's going to do it, but I do. I do wonder if he's going to be more chatty, right? A bit more. Yeah, he's yeah. going to speak in sentences and stuff. I my concern and that little additional statement there, kind of yeah, it makes me think that there may, may be some weight to this. Is that I? I hope he's not stepped away due to health yeah. reasons, mm -hmm. I re and I also hope that he's not been forced out. It doesn't sound like he's been forced out at all. No, it, he's, he seems still on good terms. Everything mm. that that I've seen certainly makes it seem that this was a decision that he reached himself. Yeah, like, but but that throws that into doubt. I think mm -hmm. that's a weirdly a variety of factors. It's an ambiguously worded thing. Yeah, it's sort of a little question mark hanging over it. Uh, this was actually. 
a lot of people worked this out a while ago. I don't know if you saw oh, right. this. No. After the super, after the Nintendo Direct, where we saw um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder announced, and also what was it called? Um, Wario Move It, yeah. the new game. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people said that doesn't sound like Charles Martinet, and there were lots of videos on Twitter comparisons between them. Oh, really? Right. And. So it certainly seems that I think it's now confirmed that Charles Martinet is not doing the voice of Mario in the new Super Mario game. So this is clearly it's not a, a, a recent decision. This no. this was a decision that was made a, a, at least a decent time ago. Uh, so it's not new, at least it's not sudden. It's not like if, you know, hopefully this isn't knock on wood the case that he is unwell, you know, and he mm. suddenly had to step away from the role. This has been a long time coming, it seems, mm. at the yeah. very least. So that's. I'm hoping that means that he's he's all good. He's okie dokie. Yeah. As he would yeah. Say. I've seen people say that his role in the Mario movie is like his that was his last thing. Right. That that's yeah. they kind of think that that's the last thing that he did for them, being his last line. Those are my boys. Mm. It's the last thing yeah. he says. That's beautiful. It's I. Nice. Uh, to be fair, like the one thing. So I'm sure a lot of people are very upset by this. Um, well, I mean, we're all we'll all be sad to see him go from the role. But I mean, some people I think are probably quite angry about this, and you know, I'll say, "Oh, why have Nintendo got rid of him?" and jumping to conclusions and things like mm-hmm. that. The fact is that, like, whatever the reasoning is, whether he's completely just decided to do it himself, or the other end of the spectrum, Nintendo have said, "We don't want you anymore for X reason." Um, I think that Mario, as a character, is he is just going to outlive Charles Martinet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he just simply is. And he may well even outlive us. Um, <laughs> so the facts are that at some point he will have to be voiced by someone else or unfortunately perhaps some kind of AI generated voice based on Charles's previous work. Um, so this was going to happen at some point. It had to happen eventually. So in that sense, I think maybe you can take anyone who's, you know, either angry about this or just sad about this can take some solace in knowing that it had to happen one day, you know, Mario <laughs> will outlive us all pretty mm-hmm. much. So it's going to live to the heat voice. death of the universe. Yeah, and yeah, Mario will still is. be, wahoo. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the last thing that anyone ever says. On yeah. Earth. The final noise mm. in the universe. <laughs> the wahoo. final, the last wahoo, noise. Here we go. <laughs> that's it. Oh yeah. I um, think it's nice yeah. that they've give they, he's got a job. Yeah. Like that it's not gone like we're parting ways and he's not doesn't work for us anymore. They've mm. given they've made up a job for him. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mario ambassador. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they were like, You wanna Number do this one. instead? Um I'm in worried like not I mean well, oh, let me get my words out. I'm curious about what Mario Ambassador is. Whether that's just gonna be like go to cons, which talk already to people, does. Which he he already he does. Was excited to meet all of us, mm-hmm. is what yeah. he said. Which I he's assume gonna he come sort of to did. everyone's house who has a Mario. <laughs> about time. Yeah. yeah. When when's when's Hello. he coming around to He's gonna come out of the pipes. Yeah. Oh look, Charles is here. It's our turn to be visited. Um yeah, I'm in, I'm intrigued by what his job will be. And I'm like I say, I'm glad that they've not parted ways completely. But it is one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, dad still works here, but he's no longer the CEO of the company. He's mm, just floating about. He's just, he he works and we pay him a wage. Um, yeah. More than it's like. He's earned it. Yeah, he has. Don't get me they, wrong. He has. He made Mario. Yeah. He, well, he did. He didn't make Mario. But, you know, the, I, I think Jeff, I think it was Jeffy Jeff. Big Jeff Keighley mm-hmm. shared a video from back in the day when Jeff Keighley still looked exactly the same as Jeff yeah, Keighley. Yeah, he 
was like 15 uh, years ago. I was like, this, was could, like, this could have been Jeff, a week that's ago. That's just Jeff Keighley. Uh, and he went to, to, what's his name? I've already forgotten his name. Charles, Charles's house. <laughs> and uh, he knocked on the door and several times he just in here is where all the Nintendo characters are. They're just behind this door. They're in this house. This is where all the Nintendo characters are. Well, Jeff's doing that. Yeah. And then Charles lets him in. Sounds. And he goes, all the Nintendo characters are in here. And he's so excited to see all these Nintendo characters. Um, and, Jeff's Char- and Charles is like Charles Martin. Yeah. Charles, yeah, he's got two best friends. I like to imagine Charles was like, you know, they're not actually in. So here. where are they? Can yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're not. Where's real. Donkey Kong? Yeah, they're not. <laughs> uh, but he said he was explaining how he did the voice, and he said that he essentially crashed the audition because they they were done for the day. And he came in and he he said the the character pitch was, uh, you're a you're an Italian American plumber from Brooklyn or whatever, mm. and he was like. Well, you're everyone, Chris Pratt. Yeah, everyone knows what that voice. All toasters, yeah, toast would probably be. And yeah. he was like, "Well, everyone else is going to have done that." So he just went like really exuberant with it, and he basically defined that like no one told him to do a voice like that. That's mm. just what he did, and then that's now what Mario sounds like for everyone. And he's done such an incredible job of creating. It's almost worked against him in a way. It all worked very well, in that the voice is so imitable. Mm. that everyone does a Mario. Everyone's got a Mario impression. And so because most of us, apart from the super sleuths on Twitter, saw the Super Mario Bros. Wonder trailer and didn't think any different, there are going to be very competent. There's already clear, clearly one person who's competent enough by Nintendo standards. We could do it. To do Mario to, to a high enough quality that they could step in and mm. fill the shoes of mm. Charles Martinet. So it's not like... It's a very specific voice that only he can do. Yeah. You know, he's done such a, an amazing job of, of defining Mario's voice that it's iconic. Everyone can do this voice, but someone is good enough to do it full time. Mm. And that's yeah. good, at yeah. least. It's not like, oh, it doesn't sound like him anymore. Mm. Although some people could hear it. I'm, I'm happy with them to replace him with someone else. Mm. I just don't want everyone to find out that like, oh, it's not actually someone else. It's just a soundboard just yeah. watch Charles. The yeah. next game will be Mario and Luigi, and Luigi will be like, oh, jeez, Mario. <laughs> and Mario will go, oh, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. No. Justin, please. Stop. <laughs> God's Who sake. let you back in? Please, uh, no, Justin. Get out of here. <laughs> we've got to go to the Mushroom Kingdom. Luigi, we're going to Luigi. <laughs> Um, I can't do a, a, a Rick at all. Can't do it. <laughs> but yeah, fortunately, Mario will live on and it's a voice that can be done well. Mm-hmm. And that's good. It's, I think it, it has already been confirmed that it is a new person doing the voice. Right. So it's not Yeah, a it's not. I think they have said it's not. That's good. Uh, apart from the Daily Mail, boo, boo who when I was Googling for stories to find out a bit more about this when it was happening, they were one of the only places that said, Chris Pratt to replace Mario. Oh, God. And then the article was just, it had some embedded tweets from clearly joke tweets right uh, t- people joking saying oh imagine if they replaced him with chris pratt now uh, and daily mail just ran with that had sensationalist sensational it's not gonna be chris pratt because he's not gonna want to do he's too expensive he's too expensive and he's not gonna want to do like two or three games a year where he has to come in and do a load of lines just sort of random wahoos and you know little bits of Oh, and falling down cliffs yeah. and then go home. Like, he's not going to want to do that. And he's too expensive. What's your favorite Mario noise? Wow! I was literally going to do the wow! It's my favorite oh, one. He does lots of good noises, though. He does do lots of good noises. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to need some time. There's mm. two. There's I mean, too many. Wahoo is obviously iconic. Yeah. 
And here we go is good as well. So long, go. Bowser is a so long gay Bowser is a classic yeah. one. It doesn't yeah. sound like that. I don't. No, I don't. Really. I don't know how so people say so long, long, long gay Bowser. It's not what he says. So long, gay Bowser. He extends the G. He extends the G, but he doesn't say that. No. He doesn't say it. He does. Mario said, "Don't say gay." No, <laughs> Mario doesn't say that. He doesn't acknowledge sexuality. Yeah, Mario's smooth like a doll. Like Pray a the doll. gay away. He doesn't. He doesn't have access to such concepts. He no. can't. He can't imagine them. No. So. No. Anyway, yeah. uh, rest in peace, Charles Martinet. No, um, you can't say that. Genuinely thought he'd died. Oh, but I saw a tweet from somewhere else. The way that it's written, the, the, the yeah. image yeah. that they put out. Yeah, it looks so serious. I think it was like pop It's like a black and white photo of him. Like, he's I not dead. I didn't black and white, but I saw a picture of him and then Mario, and it was like, Charles Martinet, iconic Mario voice. And I was like, oh no. my God, he's dead. He's died. No. But he hadn't died. He's just been, he just got a job title change. That's yeah. all. We hope you have a fantastic retirement, Charles Martinet, and enjoy your new made-up job. Yeah. I hope it's I hope it's as fun as it sounds yeah. because you deserve it. Um, Thirty years of playing Mario, wow. nearly one hundred and fifty games. Well, I will since just 1991. say, wow. you do make a good point there about it being fortunately sort of imitable in a way because yeah. Wallace for a long time yeah, was no replaced by someone who was doing a good job, but it still was not. It was yeah. clearly not Wallace, and mm. he's now he's trained apparently for a long time. He's been to Wallace and school. He's been to Wallace school, <laughs> and now he's a lot better. But like, if yeah. you listen to it, was like in one of the games, Project Zoo or something, you mm. could tell it wasn't him. And then he's done a more recent thing, and it's like, oh, it sounds like there him. are people out there who can do amazing impressions. I remember the um, the Back to the Future game, the Telltale one. Mm. The guy they got to do the voice of Marty McFly was spot on, mm. like eerily similar. Yeah. Really, really impressive, and I. I'm, citation needed I don't even think he was an actor he was just really good at this impression right. and they brought him in to do it and he did a fantastic job he mm. probably is an actor that's probably quite rude to him <laughs> anyway uh, we're moving on to a new section now aren't we Ashton we are just for this week uh, in honour of uh, Gamescom it's what we play in hmm. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about the games what we have been playing. Peter Austin, what have you been playing, please? I have, I think, almost finished Death Bulge, Battle of the Bands, and I've mm -hmm. been enjoying it very much. So that's been good. And uh, I also went back to Crash Bandicoot and finished all of the um, flipping inverted levels where it's all hey. weird. And some nice. of them make you feel sick because they're just like, not, not just cell shaded where there's a, black outline around everything but almost a bit like inked um but with inked stuff yes it's just drawn onto the model and when they move around it still just stays in the same place but just depending on where like peaks and troughs and bits of texture are then bits of like black line will just appear and then go away oh, in, okay. in one of the filters mm -hmm. and i just felt kind of unwell i think it's meant to be they sort of thematically tie them to whatever the time period you're in so in there's like a, a jazzy a jazzy level and that all goes all old timey and sort of honky tonk and all the music changes to just a piano mm. um and that's just like black and white film effect but the uh dinosaur world i think it's meant to be like cave paintings and so everything looks like it's stone texture and then made with like charcoal and Oh, God, it was just a bit much. But right. uh, I've done them all now. And that was actually the first time I played some of those because the first time I played the game originally, I, uh, I didn't even really try those at all. So I have now had enough of that game. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of just... I've been filling, really. I've mostly been playing Death Bulge, but like when I've been sitting on the sofa wanting to just play a game, um, I've, I've just gone back to that because, as I said last week, I'm kind of just waiting till payday now to be able to buy 
one of those expensive modern 70 pound games i don't have 70 pounds right now that what's I can spend top of the on. list um i don't know actually i've not immortals of avium yes that's it that's the one thank you uh by the way uh, oh no that's not happened yet i'm skipping ahead we're gonna do that in review corner Spoilers. i thought i thought we'd Spoilers. just done it and i was like oh right. god i need to say thank you to ashton for the review corner no thank you to ashton for the review corner we're about to hear you're welcome to can't wait to tell you all about it yeah um, it's worth seventy pounds, though. Yeah, yeah. Is it actually seventy pound game though? I don't know. Don't yeah, know. I think it is. Right. Okay. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's spoilers, not. Spoilers, actually. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Actually, you'd think that me just sort of like running down the clock to the end of the month, I might have decided by now what I'm yeah. going to buy. But I hadn't even got as far as thinking what about it. Well, you got it. what three days till payday? Yeah. Yeah. It's this week. So you've isn't got it? three days to decide. So we've got three days to decide. No excuse. We no best excuse. hear about a brand I mean, new seventy fair, pound game next week. The game that I wanted to play next actually might not be seventy pounds because it's cheer. Is what I oh, wanted yeah, to play. I don't think that's that's probably pounds. not seventy pounds. It no. better not be because it's probably not big enough. I to think be 70 it's. Pounds, I but. think it's only. I want to say even thirty or less. Probably is. And actually, if I'd thought about it, maybe I could have spared thirty pounds. Just get a month of extra. Cheer, but. Yeah, yeah, it's probably actually could, could get a month of it. Yeah, it's probably worth doing. Um, like eleven quid, or whatever. Mm. Uh, so, or even I've still never tried um, flipping uh, the, the Xbox uh, thing that's uh, escaping me. Game Pass. Uh, I've yes. never tried it, oh, and yeah. I could play that on PC and, and play you, all sorts of things. Well, if you pay for it this month, you get Starfield. True. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, in fact, that will be the next seventy-pound game that I buy, Starfield. Yeah. But obviously, I'm not going to wait until but, that comes out. Hey. But. You could just get Game Pass yeah, don't for a do that. Remember when we were talking, when <laughs> yeah. we were saying, who's going to buy Starfield? Who's going to buy it? Was that going to be you? Us. Are you going to well, buy Starfield? I'm not, because I'm going to, fortunately. Ew, this nerd. Weird. Fortunately, <laughs> it's going to be available on PC. But if they'd, uh, if Xbox had bought Bethesda and said, and we're only releasing on Xbox consoles now yes. and not PC, then I'd have been in trouble. But fortunately, mm. PC comes to You're the rescue. You're all good. You're all good with PC. Yeah. So yeah. maybe the, the next big game I'll buy probably will be Starfield. But or You're going to with money. Sorry. Next Gross. big game I play will probably be Starfield. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, maybe when payday comes, I'll buy Cheer. Yeah. Nice. Or something. Lovely stuff. Don't know. What have you been playing, Ashton? I've played one thing I'm going to tell you about in just a minute. Oh, yeah. Can you figure out what it's going to be? It's not it? worth £70. And I've also played some more Spiritfarer. I've just mm. been having a nice time with that game. It makes me sad sometimes. Uh, and it, it's Has it made you particularly sad? Well, it did almost make me cry last week. I think I talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, it's just sometimes I'm like, oh, this is really nice. And then I remember that these people are all dead. Oh. They're all dead. And I'm having to like take them to the afterlife. But I didn't realize until I Googled it that like they all have, like you can figure out what the, how they died and what killed them. Like oh. from people have like tried to take like context clues. Like one of the characters always smoking and says that she got really sick. So people think, oh, she she got um, lung cancer. Mm -hmm. By the end of one of the characters, the hedgehog, she gets all forgetful and confused. And they think, oh, she died of like Alzheimer's or dementia mm. and stuff. So it's really interesting. And I've really enjoyed playing that. Um, I've also played something else, but I'll tell you about that in just a minute after we find oh. out what Ben's been playing Oh, how exciting. Um, I've played more. Diablo, Diablo 4. Diablo, yes, yeah. I've played more Diablo. I'm really close to the end of that game now. I did spend about 15 hours just running around doing side quests, and there's still a million side quests to mm. do. Uh, but I forged ahead with like the last little bit of the story last night, and I, I think I'm... I, I, it seemed like I killed a pretty significant person, but then it said, oh, there's another, there's another main mission for mm. you. So uh, I've still got a little bit of that to go. I had the pleasure of hosting some family members. 
members over the weekend. Oh, and wow. we played lots of party games, mm-hmm. including a bit of Drawful. Everyone loves Drawful. Yeah. That's the good one. We played uh, Mario Kart 8. Mm-hmm. Wahoo. That's good fun. <laughs> Wahoo indeed. We played Mia and the Dragon Princess. Brilliant. We play- played Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus. Yeah. And we played Man of Madame. The dark new, pictures. There's the a first new uh, Wales Interactive's coming out. Soon. Yes, there is the, oh. the hotel one. Yeah, yeah we're hopefully on the list to get that. <laughs> I'm so excited. excited. We're not in it, but that you know, no. maybe soon at some soon. point. Uh, however, I would like to once again talk up the virtues of share play, mm-hmm. which is a feature that PlayStation has, and I haven't had to use it in quite some time. However, one of my family members is currently in Japan, uh, and that is where they are living currently. And because they were unable to attend this particular gathering, I was able to use SharePlay. And in Japan, they were watching live as we were playing through all of these narrative games together and Drawful. They were able to join Drawful too. Mm. Mm -hmm. But their internet isn't the best out there. But with Man of Medan, at one point, when it was their character's turn, they were even able to take control of that character. So I was playing it. In my living room in Newcastle, it was being beamed to Japan where controller inputs were put in, in Japan, beamed back to my console, and then a character was moving around on my screen. Amazing. And I just thought, this is unbelievable. Modern technology, How eh? How cool is that? They couldn't be there, but they were still able to be a part of things. And I thought that was that was amazing because otherwise it's just like, go on FaceTime and point the phone at the screen yeah. or do a private YouTube stream that's 15 seconds delayed. What's or the time difference in Japan? Uh, eight hours ahead where oh, they okay. are. And yet the game had less than eight hours <laughs> delayed. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> they were playing it the following day. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's I was crazy. just, I still can't From get over how amazing SharePlay is, and I don't feel like enough people talk about it, and I want to keep talking about it because I'm scared that PlayStation will just stop doing it at some point because it was a game changer on PS4. I used it all the time. And now especially when you've got you know loved ones living abroad and they want to play games with you, and you can do that, especially with mm. these narrative games as well. I just think it's incredible. I tried to use it once. I just could not get it to work. It just really? It was just real chugging along. But That's to be fair, shame. that was like 18 months or so ago now. So right. It's definitely down to upload speed and yeah. download speed and stuff. And they did say, to be fair, that especially Man of Medan, which is a very dingy, dark game, it was, you basically couldn't, it was like a 360p stream at <laughs> yeah. times, but it was enough, you know, it was instantaneous enough where we could have them on the phone and talk to them and they were able to see what was going on and, you know, be mm. a part of stuff. And that was, that was really good. So SharePlay is amazing and uh, I love it a lot. So that's what I played mm. this well, weekend. Thanks for telling us about that then. Would you like to know what I've been playing? Should we head over to Review Corner and find out? Yeah. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to the review corner. Ooh, Ooh, how exciting. Ashton, you've been playing a video game, haven't you? I have. I have played about six hours uh-huh. of Immortals of Av- Avium. Avium. Sometimes they say it differently in okay. the game. Um, it is the FPS spellcasting game that mm-hmm. was released by EA um, this week. And I've got a little bit of an early access to it and played a bit of it this week which um i have mixed feelings towards okay well before we get into the mixed feelings we have to say that per asa guidelines oh yes of course this video is technically an ad because we were gifted the code however no financial compensation 
there, there was no financial compensation in exchange for coverage. Mm -hmm. We're just going to be talking about the game. However, yes. in the past, we have received financial compensation yeah. for promoting Immortals of Avium, which you may have seen on the channel a couple of times. This is totally separate to that. Mm -hmm. They just gave us a code to, yeah. to, to play and cover. So yeah. there we are. Right. So let me tell you about this game. So you play as Jack, who is a little street rat, street urchin. Whoa. That's what they say in little Aladdin. Little street rat. That's what they say in Aladdin. Street they, rat. They do. Uh, and him and his family, which are all a bunch of kind of orphan children, live on a shanty town that's like fastened below a bridge. So there's like this big tall bridge and they all live in this like these shacks that are kind of stapled to the the legs of this bridge, basically. Mm -hmm. It's very Final Fantasy Seven slums. Okay. Uh, in the way that it looks. And they're kind of like placed over this thing called the void, which is like ever expanding. Like there's these purple like lurg things that they're all over the town. Mm. And they're like, we don't know why it's happening, but they can't do anything about it. And every person when they reach the age of 16 gets drafted to join the ever war which is a war between two magical like groups there's the immortals who are trying to you know use their magic to protect the world mm -hmm. and then there's an another guy called sandrak who works for someone called rashawn or rashan something like that who is the they're the bad guys they want to take over the world basically mm -hmm. Or at least that's what we're led to believe. Right. Um, and so when they're 16, they have to join the Everwar. And one of Jack's mates is she's going to go join the Everwar. And he's very, he's very upset about it. But then there's a big raid and some stuff happens. And it turns out that Jack can wield all three kinds of magic. Classic. Blue, green, and red. Those are the three flavors. Those are the three flavors. Literally the three flavors. Okay. Uh, and then once you find that out, you're thrown into what I would call the tutorial void. Where, the tutorial void. Yes, where you're in like this big void mm -hmm. and you basically go through collecting your three main spells and a couple of like additional bits. And for a good hour, not hour, maybe like 40 minutes, you're just doing this stuff, learning about all of the mechanics. It throws a lot at you. It's no kind of like gradual progression hmm. like you start being able to wield blue magic which is pistol and then you eventually pistol, yeah okay. and then you get red magic which is shotgun and then you get green magic which is machine gun it's right. very much like here's this and then you do a little bit here's this and you do a little bit and then here's this okay and there's like various abilities so you can use up mana to do kind of like wave based spells so like one that brings up rocks from the ground one that's like a barrage of like green missiles and stuff it's very much an fps mm. but they've like slapped magic on instead okay. um my only issue with the fps is that i'm it's way too close like it's like he's walking around like a t-rex because okay. his hand is like right in your peripheral vision like his arms kind of aren't far enough away your fov is so small mm. and there's absolutely no like changes you can make to the display or the video there's no quality or performance mode there's no fov slider there's literally nothing right you go on display and it's like would you like to turn on the hud bit smaller bit bigger and you're like oh <laughs> thanks it? that's it that's all i get okay. um so there's no accessibility options either really that i found apart from subtitles mm -hmm. um which i think is a bit rubbish in this day and age but anyway um it's still very close. I sometimes find it hard to see where the enemies are because they kind of blend into the environment. And I also never know when I'm being shot. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't make it clear that you've, you're you being hurt. And then suddenly your bar goes, like, down all the way to the bottom because it's kind of, like, got a little delayed 
reaction. So when you get hit, it doesn't immediately go down. Okay. It like you get hit and then it will slide down. Oh, right. One of yeah, those. Yeah. Okay. And I can never tell when I'm being hit. Like there's no kind of like markers on my map to be like, you're being shot from the left. Hmm. You've got like a compass at the top, which shows you where the enemies are. But I just can never tell when I'm being hit. And I'm like, oh, I've got no health. Cool. That's fine. So there is issues with it. I think like the game's very pretty. Some of the animations in the cutscenes when you're talking to other characters are a bit wonky, mm -hmm. um, but visually looks great. There is no uh, physics on the fruit though. Oh, so what? when you shoot a carton of potatoes, they just stay as they are. There's no like potato scattering, That's which is so shame. Um, and yeah, I mean, the magic's pretty interesting. You can obviously change uh, like what, your equipment is to get better and stats and stuff i personally think there's way too much way too many stats mm -hmm. i'm also very confused because i managed to get one like gun spell gun that's like double equipped i have got two things equipped but for everything else i can only have one and i don't really know why okay um but for the most part like it's very it's an interesting enough like concept there's like a, a story a bit of a conspiracy that's going on but I honestly, the issue I have with it is it's just not very interesting. Like, it's just not, it's not grabbed me really at all. Like, the gameplay is fine and it's fun for a bit, but it feels very repetitive. And the story is fine, but I'm not really that involved. The characters are like a decent mix of people, but... Again, it doesn't really take, feel like anyone's taking anything seriously. Okay. Like, I was going to ask what the dialogue was. was yeah, like. so Jack is really annoying as a protagonist. Right at the beginning of the game, you're talking to this character and she says something like, oh, when life gives you eggs, make omelettes. And he's like, what's an omelette? And I'm like, what? <laughs> What? He and I know no that you're like the, you're like poor. I get that. The concept but... of omelets. Yeah, exactly. I'm so confused. Um, but... I've also never heard that phrase before. Me neither. No, I haven't either. But then, like, you can like choose dialogue options sometimes. But again, like every game, it's never exactly what it's. It's like, why didn't you tell me that? And he's like, why didn't you tell me that? I deserve to know. And I'm like, that wasn't the energy I thought we were going to bring into right. this. Um, but yeah, he's just kind of annoying. And like sometimes people are making jokes, and I'm like, according to you, the world's literally ending. Like you've been at war for like hundreds of years, mm. and you're like, they're these. They're called the immortals because they basically like, from what I can gather, they can't die. They go through this like door they pass the test and then they they can't die of old age at least I don't okay think. um so yeah it's kind yeah it's weird it's not that interesting in terms of like the gameplay itself i can see what they were going for but it just doesn't really feel like it nails anything i think it's going to get lost mm -hmm. among the sea of games that are coming out at the moment yeah um i think that like if you're looking for a first person shooter game that's like a narrative driven single player game then Give this one a go. I mean, it's very much average, like, shooting mechanics of there's three different guns that you can equip. They yeah. all have different abilities. And then there's, like, a, a whip thing where you can, like, bring people forward to get closer to you so you can use your shotgun and stuff. So there is, like, interesting mechanics and you can, like, kind of chain things together mm -hmm. to make the, the combat interesting. But I just found myself just spamming shoot and just yeah. getting through it that way. Um I've not really had any issues with terms of like the combat difficulty so far. I'm playing it on like regular, like recommended. Mm. But yeah, I just think it's not that interesting. And that's a shame because a shame. like, like I say, it's an interesting concept. It's a new IP as well. It's a new which IP. Is nice. Yeah. I just feel like 
I don't really see what the vibe is. Like, we're not like, oh, we're at war. It's very, you know, it's solemn and tonal dissonance. Yeah, it does feel a bit like that because, like, even when people are like dying, you've kind of not got enough time to like register it before you're like, well. Anyway, back to it. This uh, this bedroom used to be owned by a fisherman. Sorry if it smells like fish in there. And I'm like, what? Lol. Lol. Yeah, okay. But yeah. Um, oh, I also Yeah, I also missed a trophy that I like can't get without restarting the whole game. So that's oh, annoying. Right. Because I didn't talk to everyone at the party. You should have talked. Well, you always talk to everyone I at the party. I didn't want you to talk this. to everyone at the party because everyone talks way too much. But he could have said something funny about a fisherman's house. He could have done. Um, but yeah, I think that like it's got its pros, mm. but it's also got its cons. And I think unfortunately it's a bit forgettable. Okay. Yeah. That's a I'm shame. already off. I'm already off it. You know, you don't intend I'm to finish it. Probably not. There's there's too much coming out. Yeah. And I'm I've started playing House Flipper again. Because <laughs> I'm just like I just am not interested by it. Yeah. So I'm just that's, building I mean, houses instead. Such a shame. Hopefully it finds its audience. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a cutthroat world in video games, so it's unlikely it being a new IP that we will get a sequel mm-hmm. that, you know, they get to iterate and maybe develop some of the weaker areas. Yeah. So that could be it. We may just never hear about this game ever again. We may again. never hear about it again. And that's, that's a real shame. But uh, that game is available now. Thank you to EA for providing us with the code mm-hmm. for Sorry that. I didn't like it that much. That's all right. <laughs> And before we get back to the actual podcast, something we forgot to plug at the beginning is that there is a huge list of the biggest video Massive. we've ever done coming out tomorrow on the channel. Yeah. That being, and it's titled, A Solid 24 Hours of Video Well, actually, game it'll already be out. It's coming out tonight at time of recording. It's on Sunday. Is it? I think so. You said Friday. Oh, what? no, you did say Sunday. I you, did say Sunday. It's, you're right. It so is that's Sunday. so accusatory. Oh, Sorry, I thought you said Friday. No, it's Sunday. It's coming out on Sunday, okay? Don't listen to her. Listen to me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. It's coming out on Sunday at 6 p.m. Um, and it it's, yeah, it, it is exactly what it says. It's 24 hours worth of our back catalogue of list content. Mm-hmm. So if you like falling asleep, you know, with a video <laughs> if you like on, falling asleep. If you like falling asleep with a video on, because I know a lot of people do, you know, and they, they just sort of leave the videos running mm-hmm. or have it on in the background, that will be the perfect one. You can now properly stick by the you know the age-old adage of just one more video before bed mm-hmm. and just stay up for a 24 a, hours straight just a baby. cool 23 hours 59 minutes yeah. uh so yeah go check that out on sunday and uh slowly work your way through that mm-hmm. right let's go back to the podcast then yes let's it's time now for question two wow what a from... great review corner thanks, ashton. ashton thanks ashton no problem you're welcome uh this comes from david thanks Lever. ashton you're welcome great review corner all right <laughs> hedgy wedgies the gaming sphere is always full of rumors and alleged leaks about unannounced stuff like recently with switch to details or before any big conference how do you personally gauge whether you trust a rumor slash leak and how much stock do you put in such things thank you david thank you david thank, thank you david, david. Um, I, uh, well, certainly with a leak, if it's like actual video of stuff or images, um, I mean, ideally, I don't really want to see stuff like that. Certainly not for a game that I'm really excited about, because normally it's like, I don't want to see it till it's ready. Um, but if I do see something like that, um, you can kind of sort of work it out sometimes whether something just looks fake, mm-hmm. um, cause particularly still images, there are loads of people just throwing together a load of rubbish in Photoshop. So uh, you have to be careful with the, with stills. Uh, when it's video, it's a bit more like, it's probably more likely to be true because I think fewer people would try and, or less people yes, would try and you. fake video of uh, a game in progress, but they might do. 
Um, so for example, when that GTA stuff leaked, um, it was kind of obvious that it probably was from an, a game that was in development. And yeah, why why was why couldn't it be GTA? Um, but in terms of rumors and news, I think really it's just got to come down to the source, hasn't it? Whether yeah. someone has got previous, um, there are some people who are um, kind of almost professional leakers or uh, the leak the, verifiers. Mm. Leak verifiers. Uh, well, the I, antithesis of plumbers. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's what they're for. They're for making great leaks. word. Um, antithesis. Thank yes, Thank but they're or essentially there are some journalists who just have some reliable inside sources who give them stuff that maybe even has actually been allowed to come out by the publisher or the developer in question as a little bit of a tidbit, maybe make this look like a juicy bit of news so that people get excited about it, but we're actually almost giving you this as a press release. Sometimes it is more of a leak and it's not supposed to be out. But uh, yeah, it's it's got to come down to whether someone has got um, previous for either having a good track record or if they're a serial faker. Um, and uh, that pretty much is how I verify uh, or, you know, at least guess whether whether a leak can be verified or not. Um, Ashton. Yeah, it's all about credibility, whether the things they've said before even are true. Obviously, they're not going to hit the nail on the head all the time. But no. like if there's kind of a consistent, this is true or this worked out being correct, then maybe they're more likely to believe them. There's like one specific Twitter account. Um, and it's a French Twitter account that always, always, always announces the PlayStation Plus games <laughs> early. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he's and he's always right every single time. So whenever I see like, oh, it's been leaked, I'm like, if it's this guy, I know it's going to be mm. true because they always seem to know it ahead of time. Um, but for the most part, I kind of, I don't put much stock in like rumors, especially for things like games conferences because there's maybe the odd thing that's been announced that's, that comes true like the odd one announcement what was it last there was something for summer game fest or something this year where they were like oh this is definitely going to be there and then they came out and they were like you probably maybe you already know about this but oh, uh yeah. oh, God. i yeah, can't remember that? what it was maybe it was mortal because kombat it was talked about for so long beforehand that i didn't even realize it had because been leaked. it was one where they had a guy on like mm. someone to talk about it uh, it wasn't alan wake it wasn't uh, whatever it was, Honky Star Rail, it was Honky it? Star Rail, probably. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that. But there I'm, was something if, this year, mm. but I can't remember what game it was for. That was yeah. announced. Like people were like, "Oh, it's this." Yeah. And then obviously it did come true. And I think that there's maybe the odd one thing per conference that maybe comes out ahead of time that is true. But for the most part, you can't put much stock in that because if you do, you're just gonna get your your hopes dashed. You're gonna get disappointed. Yeah. So. I don't really care that much about leaks and rumors until they're like verified or at least there's enough evidence to prove that they are true. Mm -hmm. um, unless they come from someone who is pretty credible. But even then, they've always got to take everything with a pinch of salt because they may have been fed fake information to Wagatha Christie <gasps> this information out, you know? Yeah. Mm. Or so. maybe what they're told is true, but we just don't see it there. Yeah, you know? yeah. exactly. Or things change. Someone might leak something you know, in, in January mm. and then six months later, internally, they've said, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. And that leak is like, oh, great. Well, that's ruined my, 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 my leaking, my track record. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite kind of leaks in inverted commas are the ones that precede showcases and things mm. where it's uh, a slightly blurry photo yeah. taken of a screen at an angle. And it's like, 
PlayStation showcase summer showcase running order. And it's like a Word doc. It's, it's a Word doc, and it's got like the most fantasy nonsense you've yeah. ever seen on it. Mm -hmm. Like The Last of Us Three. Is that nope? That's mm -hmm. not going to stop it. Usually, you can look at those and go, "That's bollocks." Yeah, but. It works because people want to see that stuff and they want to believe it's real. My friend, before the summer showcase, actually, for, for PlayStation in May, my friend sent this to our group chat and said, you're welcome, all smuggling. And I was like, <laughs> that's bollocks. Yeah. It had on it uh, Twisted Metal, Astro's Conquest, Half-Life Alex, Killzone, Ghost of Kamakura, like all these just sequels that they were just like, this could happen. Yeah. I, I want this, so mm -hmm. why not? As, as well as some really safe bets that mm -hmm. I think were guaranteed to be there, like Spider-Man 2 and stuff. Um, people love this stuff and people share this stuff and it's so easy. It's, it's a... It's a wider issue on the internet with misinformation anyway. Yeah. Most recently, my friend sent me a link to a, a TikTok and on it, there was a conversation between two guys and one of them said, did you know... Uh, Mario's not actually saying it's a me Mario. He's saying it's Sumi Mario, which means my name is Mario. And he was like, oh man, that's really disappointing. And he sent it to me and said, did you know, did you know about this? And all it took was like one Google. It's like, it's not true. That's just not true. He's though. saying it's a me gay Bowser. He's, he's saying gay Bowser Mario is yeah. what he's saying. <laughs> Um, but people love to share this stuff and less reputable websites will just run this stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always important that you look at the source in the article, no matter how sensationalist it is, like that BS uh, Daily Mail thing, mm. where it's like Chris Pratt to replace Charles Martinet. And you look mm. at it and actually there's no evidence of that at all. They've just embedded things, uh, embedded tweets and run with a headline. You always got to look at the source because if you can click through it yourself and, and it's just some guy on Twitter with no followers saying, oh, by the way, uh, Half-Life 3 is getting announced at Gamescom this year. Yeah. It's like, that's just... And then several small sites will just run with that as a headline mm. based on nothing. And people will believe it and people yeah. will share it, which will force bigger websites to then cover it as well just so that they get the clicks. But they will always... If they're a, if they're a website that's worth their salt, they will always say... By the way, there's this rumor, but yeah. it's, it's not it's true. probably it's highly unlikely to be true. That's the thing. Like I follow a couple of accounts and like the subreddit and stuff for um if there's ever gonna be another Spyro game. I'm always looking out for another Spyro game. And occasionally someone will go on 4chan and I'll just do a post saying, Right, I'm gonna do it. Here's all the details on Spyro treasure trove my and, uncle works yeah at Spyro. and they yeah. do all these bullet points saying like sergeant bird is back and also his wife is in it and it's just all this he like wife? no he doesn't oh, okay. it's all this ridiculous stuff his where wife like died yeah oh his wife God, is dead while he was away at war his ghost wife oh is God. in the Spyro four miss bird um <laughs> and some people just post it and say omg Spyro four confirmed yeah. and others say all right like it's kind of my job as a Spyro news roundup person to cover this, but be aware it's just someone on 4chan. So I'm going to like point you towards it, but it's probably not true. And mm -hmm. that's fine if that's if if you're a kind of a video game news, I guess specifically about certain franchises and stuff. If if you're doing roundups of news and things and rumors, it's okay to share that stuff if you say here is the source and the source is probably not very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only leaks that I think are funny, uh, I suppose it's not the right word, are the ones where they uh, post actual military schematics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the to best stop, kind. Stop sharing 
tank schematics on the world funny. of tank subreddit. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Actually, uh, the stats are wrong because I work for the government yeah. and here they are. I built this here's tank. Here's how you can take it apart. Oh my God, nerds, am I it's right? Good stuff. Um, you can't really see one of the uh, dimensions on here. It's underneath a stamp that you says know what, actually, classified. Let, let me just show you. Let me. <laughs> Property of the United States government. Yeah. Um, Jeff Grubb. Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier. Few accounts on Twitter. Yeah. Like there, there are people with good track records who have actual sources. Uh, a lot of the time, as with as you said with the GTA thing, you can look at it and go, that's quite clearly early work in progress mm -hmm. video game. Yeah. Don't know if it's actually GTA or not. You wait for a Jason Schreier to say, yep, my sources are telling me this is right. And then yeah. you know for sure. People will just share headlines. That's a problem with the internet. But a little bit of common sense and actually just looking at the source, you can usually tell. If we wait for nonsense. Kotaku to share the video oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and get in trouble with the yeah. publisher. They love that. Not get sent codes. Uh, <laughs> right. Come on, guys. It's time to do something strange. Speaking and I, and I'm, I'm sick of us not doing strange things here, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, hitting the headlines in a strange way, right? Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. It's time for weird news. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some... You with us, Peter? It's time for some... Yeah, just a load of my weird <laughs> news. Time, time for some weird wow. video game news. If you want to send us weird video game news, Drama. you can do so. Ashton? <laughs> you can do so under the relevant post that goes out on Facebook and Twitter on a Tuesday. So they haven't had a lot of time to submit weird no. news this week. And apologies to everyone who submits the weird news that will inevitably follow tonight's opening night live when someone rushes the stage again. Um, and what am I trying to say? If you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, yeah. however, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at the relevant tier and become a podcast producer just like my orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton, <laughs> uh, Joe Goliath, Nicole Hansen, Duncan Wilson, Katie Garrod or Jared, Eric Siu, Melody Elbonet, Nexus Polaris, Gabrielle Philippink, Blake Thomas, and Potato underscore Shack 99. Is that a new one? That's a new, a new one. one. A new one. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you, podcast Welcome producers. Welcome, Potato Shack 99. Peter, you got some weird news. I've got some weird news. Talking of people rushing the stage, someone's rushed the stage somewhere. Oh, um, no. Not, not opening night live. Not yet. While you another say another one, one, I thought this was an old story that had just been republished, but it's not. Okay. <gasps> this was sent by Lloyd Williams on Facebook, top fan. <gasps> top 
fan. Congratulations to the Lloyd. Um, it's according to Kotaku.com, and they say, no, that's not it. That's Overwatch 2 streams are um, brutal or something, which is from a previous weird news. Uh, it's according to PCGamer.com. Oh, suck it, Kotaku. And it was sent by a different <laughs> top fan, which is what confused me, Josh Lees. Oh, Thank you, Josh Lees, top you, fan. Two top fans being top fans. Yeah. Um, Harvey Randall wrote this on PC Gamer. Desperate GTA fan erupts onto unrelated TV show in quest for GTA 6 info gets doused by a water bottle. <laughs> the truth is out there, it's Like says. a naughty cat. So this <laughs> happened already. Remember? Someone went on a, a stage and asked about GTA 6. Yeah. Did they? Wasn't it Spanish or something? Like German. German. Yeah. Did that happen? Yeah. It did. All I'm thinking like is, the, is the, the Minecraft one, whatever it was, the guy who bought shares in... No, no, that no, was... That was um, Someone Splatoon. on live TV. Splatoon. Okay. Someone on live TV. Right. I think it was live. Ran on yeah. stage in Germany and said about GTA Six, and the guy mm. in German said to him, "I don't know. I've still not finished GTA Five yet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Grand Theft Auto Six was announced way back in February 2022. Though there's been precious little info since then, bar a series of leaks later in the year. Rockstar Games itself has been hush hush on the details, only really promising that it needs to be something you've never seen before. One fan has searched for the truth in a uh, unconventional way by walking onto the set of a completely unrelated TV show and begging the German public to please give him some information on GTA 6, as posted to Twitter slash X, it says, by user Michael Scharchel. Scharkel. Um, charcoal. Charcoal. Uh, the superfan sporting nothing but a beanie and raw determination that implies <laughs> he was, but a beanie. was naked. <laughs> he was not naked he had a black hoodie on which is the same thing he was wearing when he did the same stage invasion oh. last time oh my time. god he's a serial stage invader it appears to be the same man it appears he to be needs the same to man get alive just give him the details um, sporting nothing but a beanie and raw determination dick out strode <laughs> onto the set of Doppelpass to petition its hosts for insider info. Doppelpass is a German TV show that covers the Bundesliga Football League, <laughs> not exactly where you'd go for insider information about a yet unreleased video game. The set invader, who postures like he's about to give a TED talk, is quickly derailed by a bystander who dumps a bottle of water on him, dousing the burning fire of his enthusiasm with 500 milliliters of H2O. Oh my wow. god, PC Gamer, really got, they've really got their like fiction writer to write this one. Let's see if you remember this. This is the old one. How does he keep doing this? Like... So that's the first one that happened last time. He really scared the woman there. Yeah, yeah he did. Well, I mean, fair enough. Understandable. Yeah. If a man started running at me, I'd I'd also squeal yeah. a little bit and run away. Yeah. How do you get away with that? This isn't even the first time he's done this. Back in 2021, this man strode onto the set of Germany's Beat the Star, Schlag den Raab. Great. To ask, where the hell is GTA 6? The host handled it a little more graciously, simply responding, I don't need that. I haven't beaten five yet, before the interloper was escorted off stage. Um, it then continues with some filler, but he's wow. done this. And um, when I was looking this up on Twitter, he's seemingly done it a third time before this one, in between the two, on some interview where a woman is wearing like a weird jungle crap. She looks like she's just one I'm a celebrity, but they're in a studio, so I don't know what it is. It's in Germany. Is he, is he a comedian? Is it going to turn out that this man is a comedian? He's either a comedian or, or he might type. have 
mental health problems. In I which think. case, Germany's a, 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 a future futuristic. What am I trying to say? Developed. It's a developed yeah. nation. Surely this man would have been identified as a risk mm. at this it's point. It's quite yeah. a niche mental health problem to have. It is that like GTA how is he... six syndrome. <laughs> it's just GTA six. <laughs> but how is he getting Access. into TV studios and mm. then getting as far as up onto the stage? Like yeah. how is this happening? So he's done it three times. Like, now. It looks like three times. There's a there's this jungle one where it's again a guy in a black hoodie. Um and I'm, I'm, nothing but a beanie. Yeah. <laughs> And it's seemingly the same guy. So I think he might have done it three times. Wow. Well, it's yeah. on a mission. Damn. I have some news. Go on. I have some Steven Skodas and Jonathan Wong, top fan, uh, from Nintendo Life. <gasps> Random. Random. Someone has digitally preserved the Super Mario Oreo cookies. Because why not? They've traditionally... No, digitally. <laughs> no, traditionally, digitally, pres- yeah. digitally preserved. Okay. How does that work, Ashton? Tell um, us. Earlier this year, Nintendo entered into collaboration with the confectionery brand Oreo to create a batch of Super Mario themed Oreo cookies. There are 16 designs released, including the likes of Mario himself, Bowser, Princess Peach, Boo, Fireflower, and many more. The gay Bowser. The gay Bowser. <laughs> the thing about cookies, however, is that they will either turn to mush in the acidic pit of our stomachs, or they're doomed to remain locked away in their packets, slowly growing more and more moldy with each year, with each passing year until they become nothing more than ver- the very last resort for a group of starving survivors of the apocalypse. Or if they're in our office, the packet will be opened and then left open forever. I just wow. had a great thought. I mm. bought some, uh, when I was getting excited about Fallout 4, before that came out in 2015, oh my God, eight years ago, mm. um, they had a partnership with a beer brand. Mm. And I've got a four pack of Fallout branded beer that is long since expired. Nuka beer. At some point, we should drink one. Oh. Just to see how lumpy it is. Oh. Lump, it wouldn't go lumpy, really. Well, we don't it? know, do we? It depends what's we'll in it. We'll find out. That's true. We've got to make a video about that now. Um. So how so how can we preserve an oddity such as this? Why by uploading 3D scans of each cookie onto the internet? <laughs> and that's exactly what video game enthusiast oh. and archivist at Mr. Tilda has done. His tweet is embedded. It says, I've scanned, I've 3D scanned all six in the limited edition Mario cookies designed for preservation's sake. Um, kind of makes you hungry, huh? To make the cookies scan ready, I spray painted them white. They are now forbidden prison forbidden poison cookies. Oh. The arrows were spray in white for 3D scan to work, essentially making the cookies inedible. A noble sacrifice to be sure. Nevertheless, all 16 designs are now viewable via the internet archive. While this may seem a rather quaint endeavor at the time of writing, who knows? Maybe someday someone will stumble upon these in 50 years and marvel at the obscurity. Or make them when we can 3D print food. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But they'll be covered in paint. They will. Well, no. yeah. Be... I wonder how much he could have got for they, them if he. They, they're not going to print them with paint on, are they? Well, they might come out all but white. But that's how they were scanned. That's how he scanned them. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> it might, might be. How do you know? Well, we're, we're talking about made up sci fi technology yeah. here. Maybe well, we it only already, prints already... food as paint. <laughs> Listen, you can already 3D print a pizza. Admittedly, it's not very appetizing and it's not very good. True. But imagine in 50 years when you can 3D print food reliably, if you have 3D scans of Mario cookies, you might be mm. able to do that. Yeah. I don't think, unless you want to put paint on them yourself. I don't know that they will have that. Yeah. Rubbish. Uh, uh, that is weird. My weird news comes courtesy of Gex at SnowyBoyYanio4 on Twitter. This is from Kotaku. You can unsuck it now, Kotaku, because okay. you're back. 
Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 players protest Reddit by posting nudes. <gasps> oh no. It's sexy oh, yes. time again. <laughs> oh yeah. Open world sci-fi RPG Cyberpunk 2077's biggest subreddit recently switched to NSFW with the explanation that the game it is focused on is a mature game filled with nudity and gore. However, Reddit allegedly demanded that mods of the subreddit quickly revert the change. The mods aren't complying and users are now posting nude images of in-game characters as part of a protest to show why the subreddit deserves to be NSFW. SFW. That's weird. Since May, we all know about this, Reddit has been at war with its users and subreddits as the company clamps down on third-party apps and their ability to access the site's back-end or API. It's not gone well for Reddit, leading to popular subreddits like r slash of sports, and music going dark. And as part of this ongoing backlash, some subreddits switch to NSFW. This designation is reserved mainly for porny subreddits, it says, and blocks ads from appearing, but also lets users freely post nudity and more adult content. Some mods and subreddits have used this designation to punch back at Reddit and its despised CEO, it says. Now the Cyberpunk 2077 subreddit has seemingly wandered into this mess. Uh, so basically, people are just uploading nude images of their avatars in game fair they're they're posing right. tastefully yeah. i think it's a mixture of wearing nothing but a beanie nothing but a beanie in one of them yeah uh, as of july the 6th the subreddit is chock-a-block with boobs and cock it says <laughs> uh some of these screenshots containing nudity <laughs> come from the game while others are fan art of the popular open world rpg or its related anime spin-off edge runners uh, edging runners uh, it's a buffet of NSFW content over there. So, and this really goes without saying, if you are at work or standing near random people on a subway car, maybe don't check the Cyberpunk 2077 subreddit today. Or do, I'm not your dad. Uh, so there we are. Might be. Yeah. How do they know that? That might be my dad who wrote that. What's his name? Zach. Was it Zach? It Zach, yeah. He could well, be your dad. Could be a pseudonym. Yeah. Peter Spison. Could, could be a pen name. Yeah. yeah. You've got Germanic heritage. Yeah. yeah. Could be your dad. Could be my dad. Well, there we are. That's some weird news. It's time now to move on without Peter Austin. Yeah. To the big discussion. Bye. It's the big discussion. The big discussion this week comes courtesy of Cameron Kaywood. I've said that weird, haven't I? But I'm going to roll with it. You didn't do your normally. It's the big discussion. It's big discussion time. time. Time for the big discussion. Time for the big discussion. How many different other ways could I say it? Big discussion. It's time for the big discussion. Uh, courtesy of Cameron Kaywood. Peter Austin has gone. <laughs> yeah. He's died. He uh, has. Rest in peace. A tiny Peter. Yeah. Hi, Bap. Any thoughts on Gamescom? Bill Clinton wants GTA 6 and the weeb section aside. I thought it was a decent showing. Kind regards, Cameron J. Keywood. Thank you, Cameron. I asked the community about what their thoughts for Gamescom were. Oh. And about like 80% of the replies were, I didn't bother watching it. Oh, man. Yeah. So I wonder if the viewership did take a hit because Jeff's got a difficult task on his hands. Mm. He's got to balance getting people excited and wanting to watch but also managing expectations. Yeah. And he did say several times on the lead up to opening night live, just so you know, basically don't get excited. I think he overcorrected. I think like he was, he kind of didn't give any, there was no hype. It was like the uh, way over the edge. There was like, oh, don't get too excited. And suddenly it was like, well, I'm not going to bother watching then, Jeff. You've told us like a hundred times. You told us in the pre-show not to get excited. Not to get excited. Although that pre-show was something else. Who was that man? Who was he? Kyle. Kyle. Kyle Kyle with the big glasses. living room 
doing weird stuff. I yeah. don't know who that man was. I don't know who he was, but he literally couldn't even be bothered to put his like fairy liquid away. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was weird. You could see it in the back. It was yeah. strange. I didn't pay close attention to it because we were setting up for the live yeah. reactions. But uh, I was watching it and I was like, surely someone must know who this man is. He's, Ashton just kept saying, who is, who is this, this man? man? And I kept and asking everyone, like, who is he? Know. And no one seemed to know is. who he was. I'm doing stuff. I, don't I still know what... don't know who he was. No. Maybe we should have found out. Nah. It's fine. We've got a big old list here of all the things that were shown slash mm-hmm. talked about at uh, opening night live on Wednesday. When was it? Tuesday. Tuesday on Tuesday evening. Uh, so we're going to go through some of those now. Immediately, though, at the start of the show, and it's crazy because earlier in this podcast, which was recorded before Gamescom <laughs> opening night live, yeah. Peter brought some weird news about a, a, a German man who yeah. keeps running onto television shows, and live shows, and GTA 6. Asking for GTA 6 details. He did it here. Yeah. It's the same man. It was like literally two hours after we recorded the podcast talking yeah. about GTA 6 man. Him and his weird friend ran onto the stage yeah. right after the first announcement or the first trailer and uh, shouted, Bill Clinton wants GTA 6. And then Jeff just kept saying, oh, I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, there's a lot I'm of so developers here tonight. I want to commend Jeff for not just like, Punching him. Punching him or yeah. like not getting physical at all because he could have just pushed him away. Because yeah. I would have been, if I were Jeff, I would have been bloody furious. And I know he is bloody furious. I would have furious. been scared very um, fast. Like someone first in our chat hand. said, imagine if we just watched Jeff Keighley get stabbed on yeah, stage. Because the security there is not good enough. This keeps happening. It does keep happening. Uh, fortunately, at you know Silver Lining, it happened right at the start of the show. And uh, Jeff tweeted afterwards saying that he will never bother anyone ever yeah, again. And I hope he's killed him. I've, <laughs> I've got visions of, of Jeff, them holding him backstage. Yeah. Like he's chained up Strung to a wall. Up. Yeah. And Jeff Keighley comes back with a crowbar. And he's got like knuckle dusters that have all of the PlayStation like logo on yeah. it. Yeah. He beats him to death with a game award. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know what? He bloody deserves it. He doesn't, obviously. But no. that man uh, needs to stop doing that. He does. And I do really feel sorry for Jeffrey because you could tell in the moment that he was gutted. Yeah. And Todd Howard looked freaked oh, out. Oh, yeah. Todd Howard, who's, who then said, yeah, I've never been to Gamescom before. <laughs> it's like nearly got rushed on stage by a lunatic yeah yeah uh, so yeah uh, thankfully that was the last of it and uh, he's been uh, killed by jeff yeah, so we'll never he's see dead him again. now but we've got all sorts we're going to slowly work through these mm-hmm. on the whole i mean we'll talk about it at the end i thought the show was i mean we got we got drunk well yeah i was it. drunk um so i had a great time but also can't really say i came away from this excited particularly excited about anything that i saw no it got towards the the end of it and i said on the stream I'm just not feeling like games for me anymore. It's that like thing that we keep joking about over the years. I just, nothing was really like, gee, can't wait for that. There was a few things that looking back on it, we'll go through in a minute. I was actually kind of like, oh, that's great. I'm excited for that. But nothing was like gasp worthy Mm -hmm. apart from Honky Star Rail. Apart from Honky Star Rail. Which which did get an actual gasp from all three of us. Yeah, the microphones completely peaked at that point because (laughs) we were joking. Honky Star Rail is Honkai Star Rail. Honky Star Rail is always at these shows. Always. And this is why it's not representative when you watch a Jeff showcase of whether or not it's an exciting time to be a gamer. To be a gamer and to play games is because it, it is literally who which companies have opened their wallet to be there. And yeah. so it's not necessarily representative of the stuff that you probably are excited mm-hmm. about. Which is why Honky Star Rail is always there. And which is why we were joking about, come on, show Honky Star Rail. And then they showed Honky Star Rail <laughs> and it was excited. there. And it was, it, I'm never going to play it, but you know no. what? 
I hope it's the next one. I'm glad one I too. got to see it. Game anyway. Awards in December. Yeah, Honky Star, Honky Rail. Star Rail. Still there. Uh, do you want to kick things off with the pre-show? Sure. Though? There was a couple of, uh, well, there was a bunch of games showed throughout Weird Kyle's pre-show. Um, <laughs> Streets of Rogue 2. I don't know if you've played the first one. No. It's like a pixel art uh, kind of beat em up. Uh, okay, a bit like Streets of, of Rage then. I yeah, see what they did kind there. of. Uh, that's coming 2024. And this was an announcement for the game, but obviously okay. didn't pay enough to get into the big show. Mm-hmm. Um, Mandragora, cool name. Yeah. Side-scrolling RPG, which was also released in 2024. And Liz Fanger, the Time Shift Warrior, which we saw before, I think, at Future Games show or something along those lines during yeah. Summer Game Fest, not E3, which is also releasing 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, End Zone 2 will get early access in spring 2024. There's a new trailer for Bulletstorm VR, which I hadn't even heard of Mm. until someone in our chat was saying, I'm really disappointed that it's not a new Bulletstorm game. It's a VR game. Mm. Uh, So if if you like Bulletstorm, you may want to look into that. A new trailer for Fae Farm, which I assume drops on September the 8th for Switch, but is out now on Steam? No, I think it's both on Steam. Oh, okay. It's not out now on Steam. Oh, right. Okay, well, you've got a code for that. I do have a code for it. As of today. Yeah, we'll look at at that very soon on the Mm -hmm. channel. FMV. There's an FMV 1920s VR game. Oh, it's a VR game. Yeah, it's it's called The Seventh Guest. It's like a Cluedo ghost hunting thing. Well, maybe you have to just, you know, hop, dive on into your PlayStation VR. But I want to share it with people. You know, that's half the yeah, fun of VR true. games is sitting around and playing them together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I didn't watch this pre-show, so a lot of this is is news to me. Yeah, there's a, another third-person horror game called Post Trauma, which Ooh. did not stand out that much from PT. PT. It's happening. Coming <laughs> They're doing it again. Spring 2024. And another Warhammer game. This one's called Age of Sigmar, Realm of Ruin. Mm. It's got two subheadings. It does. Um, it's coming on the 17th of November. There's always a Warhammer game all the time. Absolutely. And then there was also an FPS, this yeah. an FPS game called Delta Force Hawk Ops, which got announced as well. And lastly, a space game called Homeworld 3. Space game. It's coming February 2024. Yep. Those were all of the kind of indies that were shown during the pre-show. And then it got on to the real big boys when it came to the actual show. Yes. We had a man play the Starfield theme on the piano. Yeah. Uh, which I sung the lyrics to. Yeah. Which is just Starfield over and over yeah. again. And the words, it's a space game. It's a space game. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is a space game. Mm-hmm. It's a li- It was a live action trailer which showed a little girl with really freaky leaves. Really freaky eyes. Eyes. Colored eyes. They put like these like silver contact lenses in her eyes, and then I think they've purely done it because they made like a an animation of it coming out of like a silver eye and then yeah. into something else. Oh man, we got to make her have silver eyes. Now, yeah, otherwise this isn't going to make sense. It's it kind of spooky, kind of strange. Mm. Uh, however, I'm looking forward to Starfield. Yeah, for the time of recording, I'm ex- I'm excited to hop in and give it a go. Even if I, what I'm really hoping is that it doesn't go the route of lots of other Elder Scrolls games for me recently, by which I mean ones that I've tried to return to, like mm. Oblivion or Skyrim, where I'll play it for maybe an hour and I'll get really into it and then I'll just uh, just drop off it. Yeah. Starfield, I really hope is going to hold my attention. I saw like someone who would take watch the like Gamescom show that mm. they've got going on during the week um, said that they said that the real game starts after the main quest which is honestly okay. one of my least favorite things I've ever read in my whole life. So once you've done that, then... Once you've done the game, that's when the real game begins. Okay, right. Yeah. I mean, that's not usually true of Elder Scrolls games because no. the main quest is the worst bit. Yeah. And you don't pay any attention to it because you just you just pick a direction as soon as they release well, you that's, into the Well, maybe world that's why they're like, sprint off. you know, what if you do the main quest line, that's when the real... 
Dark Souls begins. Sure, maybe. Um, but yeah, that's why I read that about it today and it put me off a bit, but I'm still going to give it a go. Yeah. Because it's going to be on Game Pass. It's going to be on Game Pass. It'll be out on September the 1st for those with early access, September the 6th for everybody else. So mm -hmm. really, really soon. Very exciting time. Then, I think the most exciting thing yeah. of the show, uh, we found out that Bandai Namco and Supermassive are working on Little Nightmares 3, mm. which is due out next year. We love a Little Nightmares. This one's co-op. Yeah. Um, there's two little kids. Peter was very excited about this. Yeah. He's, he's a big fan of Little Nightmares. I can't remember what they were, the names were. I think one was called Alone, and we thought the other one was called Loon. Alone. Loan and Alone, maybe. We're not sure. But there's two characters. They've both got little masks on. And also... They've developed this like podcast that's like set in the Little Nightmares universe. And you can like mm. listen to the first two episodes now, I think. And it's like, I think it's like an audio book more than it's a podcast. Sounds awful. But the picture made it like it was an ASMR like podcast because it had like scissors and like mm. right on your ears. Yeah, I don't want that. That's that's a bit too spooky for me. I don't need <laughs> yeah. that. This is also the first one I believe developed by Supermassive Games. It is. Who obviously do the Dark Pictures anthology. Yes. Uh, as opposed to the original developers whose name escapes me currently but it's nice to see that series continuing at least and mm -hmm. under supermassive who regardless of how hammy their dialogue is know how to make a game that is spooky yeah so the, you know this this game will have no dialogue it's and that's perfect they'll, for them I think. yeah they'll stick more towards what little nightmares is or they'll try and like branch out a bit more and kind of not change it, but like mm. see if they can put their own trust in it. So we'll find out next year, I guess. Yes. Talk about that hot dad. Oh, hot dad, Zach Schneider. Schneider. Schneider, lol. Um, he was there talking about his TV show. There's no, nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with games. games. Yeah. Um, it was going to be a Star Wars TV show. Star Wars didn't want it. So he just rewrote it. And now it's called Rebel Moon. Mm -hmm. And it's a space game, space TV show. Um, it's coming to Netflix. He was so notable annoying. by his handsomeness. Wasn't he was he? very handsome. He was he was coming through the crowd, and I was like, "Who's, who's, this man? who's that handsome man? That's who's that he hot can't dad? be a game developer." Yeah, it was like it's Zack Snyder, of mm. course. Big video game fan. He plays Fortnite, apparently. So he, so of course they had to announce. So his yeah, he's got TV to come on and, and show a trailer Awards. for Rebel Moon. Yeah. Uh, talk about Black Myth Wukong, <laughs> Ashton. This seems like it's up your alley. Yeah, it's a uh, monkey man. Um, Dark Souls-esque game looked hard as nails. Mm -hmm. It's based on a 16th century Chinese novel, Journey to the West by Wu Chengen. Cheng Yen, maybe. Cheng Yen. Um, it's our first like full trailer. We heard about this game years ago. Like It's been on the, the radar for a while, mm -hmm. but I'm not interested. Are you interested? Uh, not really, no. It's It's got the same source material as Enslaved Odyssey to the West, if people remember that on yeah. 360 and PS3 that had Andy Serkis in it as yes. the Monkey Man. Um, so it's similar basis, but yeah, it's going to have that, uh, that Souls-like combat and it's mm -hmm. going to be really, really flipping tough. Mm -hmm. Again, I've said it a million times, it's going to take a special Souls-like to really get me on board because all I feel like I'm doing is just chasing after the real thing. Yeah. And I'd much rather play the real thing. Yeah. You know? Then, yes, a trailer for Killing Floor Three. It's pretty brutal. They what like was this trailer again. It was they were like strapped down, and then they like put a metal plate over that guy, and then they like drilled into his head. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was like a it was like a demon, a big thing. monster. Yeah, okay, horrible thing. But yeah, yeah. it's in factory of some kind. Uh, they've just announced that they're making it. I don't think we got a release date or anything. It was literally just we're making this game. Yeah. Get hyped. It, yeah, it was it was it was gruesome. It was mm -hmm. a gruesome trailer. Yeah. Uh trailer for Age of Empires 4 Anniversary Edition. 
now available on Xbox on Game Pass, I think, yeah. as well. So if you want some Age of Empires, you go do that. Then we both went for a Wii, but while we were having a Wii, yeah. uh, Black Desert Online devs Pearl Abyss uh, returned with a gameplay trailer for Crimson Desert, mm-hmm. not to be confused with Black Desert, no. um, which is an RPG. It looks like it's a single-player one, which is obviously different to BDO. Um, and it just looked a bit weird. Like, the gameplay was... I felt like we were really far away from the action. And, yeah, um. I'm not really a big fan of Black Desert Online. I've kind of given it a little taste. I worked on their booths one year at Game uh, E3, EGX, sorry. And uh, the guys are nice. The devs, yeah, they were nice guys. Don't care about their games though. Uh, but it's, it'll be for someone. It's a MMO, isn't it? Black well, Desert Black Online Desert Online is a MMO. is a MMO, but I think Crimson Desert isn't a MMO. Oh, okay. Or at least it's not yet. When Crimson Desert Online releases, right, then I'm sure be, maybe. That'll yeah. be one. Ice-T, it's about time we talked about him. Yeah. He's getting his own heist in Payday 3, which is due out on the 21st of September. Uh, and he's going to speak like Ice-T and probably call you some rude words. Yeah. And uh, that'll be fun, won't it? It didn't Last look... game he was in was Borderlands 3, yeah, maybe? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, it didn't look like it was particularly like Ice-T themed, you know? It just right. looked like a heist. Because mm. we saw a bit of game play of it and it just looked like another heist with okay. just with like ice tea telling you what to do but hey maybe that's he's enough. got a name and, and people know it so that's that's exciting we got another look at assassin's creed mirage yeah. uh, they were speaking in the local language that i wasn't sure what it yeah. was yeah well it's set in baghdad so is I'm it arabic sure. i'm you probably that's probably a very safe bet isn't it yeah I don't know so. for sure uh, but that was pretty cool it made uh, me realize that actually it'd be quite nice to have a dub version mm. where they where they do speak the mm-hmm. you know the local language yeah um make yeah. it feel a bit more real real no i mean yeah yeah a bit more immersed yeah exactly uh we've got another gameplay look at modern warfare 3 which is coming november 10th we got a lot of gameplay didn't we the yes, whole we first level yeah, this the the annual Call of Duty. Let's let's show lots of uninterrupted gameplay. Usually, yeah. where you're sneaking to begin with, and yeah. then there's and then lots of explosions. Fighting, and then at the end, you set a bomb. Yes. And then the bomb explodes, and the the name of the game comes at the start. That's great. It goes. Yeah. Like the night vision noise that we all yeah. know and love. Yeah. Uh, they were actually landing on the castle prison gulag thing from the Verdansk war zone. Map, yes. Which was. Uh, People were very excited about I that. I was so excited about that. I'm going to play. People, I mean, Ben. Ben was I'm really ironically, excited. Ironically, I'm going to play this campaign. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to. Uh, it's my self care. I'm going to drink. So you get progressively more drunk as it goes on across yeah. the, you know, the course of the four or four and a half hours or whatever. And I'm going to have a brilliant time uh, cosplaying as some <laughs> war criminal who's like sick at guns. You yeah. Know? Love yeah. it. Sick at guns. Love it. We got a look at Tekken 8, which will release on January 26th. The date was revealed at the end of the trailer, which showed off an arcade mode where you made like a me. And yes. you could go into an arcade with a bunch of other me's and play Tekken on the arcade machines. That was pretty fun. There's yeah. like a little social hub. Yeah. And you can, if you do something currently, you can get special Paul Phoenix hair for your avatar. Yeah. And you don't even need to go outside. You don't even need to go to an arcade and talk to real people. You can do it in the game. No, much safer. Thank you, technology. We're yes. doing it. Technology. Yes, exactly. Nightingale is an open is an upcoming open world game from Inflexion Games and will be entering early access on the 22nd of February next year. This one's confused me. Yeah, what is this? So this one we've seen before. And when we saw it before, it had like a lady in like a big rimmed hat and like a Victorian dress wielding a gun. 
and you go through portals that are like ran. I don't know if they're procedure generated or like random generated mm. because you add in a bunch of like cards as to what you want that world to be and you go into the portal and you like fight the enemies. But we'd seen like a load of teaser trailers and this looked completely different. In my mind, this mm. game was something totally different. We got like base building like mechanics that we, we highlighted. There was like resource hunting down and stuff. And it just looked completely different than what I thought it was. Um, which I'm not sure what kind of game I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just kind of kind of going to be like a run and gun, like go to different portals, kill baddies and that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's more of a, a resource and building game where you go through portals to try and find what you need to progress. It can be a bit like Valhalla vibes, but um, with like 1920s style steampunk-esque mm-hmm. uh, like visuals. Um, but yeah, I thought it looked totally different than what we've seen of it before. And when it first came on, I was very confused if this was even the same game. But having Googled it, it is the same game. I just think it, like the they first... just showed it off very yeah. before. Yeah, I think so. So... Then we got a trailer for Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, one of them anime games. One of those. There was a lot of those. There was. It's coming up to PlayStation on the 1st of Feb 2024. Yeah, that's... All I have to say about that. That is, that's happening, and there will be a an audience that will eat that up, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Mm-hmm. What about the trailer for Immortals of Avium? Yeah. Which was released that day. Yeah, we it? got a, a video message from one of the stars of the is game. Gina Torres? Yes, I think you might be right. Yeah, Maybe. because you were saying on stream that she was referred to as Sir in the game. Yeah, like and I was confused sir. the whole way through. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, she was there. She said, "Hope you're enjoying the game," and it had, was out that day. So we got another look at it again. And we spoke about it earlier. Yes, so we if did. You have, if you skip that, go back. If you want to know what yeah. we think, huh? How huh? dare you? Huh? How dare you? How dare you skip that? What was up next? Honky Star Rail. Get in. We got Honky Star Rail, Zenless Zone Zero, and Genshin Impact the in a triple game. whammy. It's the same game. It's not the same game, but they're very similar games, mm-hmm. all made by the same people. Can't yeah. remember what the name of the dev slash pub is for those, but they make they they make all of them. Yeah. Uh, Lords of the Fallen got a new story trailer for that. That's coming out on October the thirteenth. That does look increasingly. Honestly, they've stepped up their game massively yeah. from the first one that came out on PS4. And I don't know, may, maybe, it but... It a little bit Soulsborne-y again. Oh, it's definitely, it? yeah. yeah. It's, it, is, it, is a, it is a Souls-like. But again, I'm not really sure. The thing that a lot of these Souls-likes miss me on mm. is that I love playing games in co-op. Yes. And when a new Souls-like comes out, whether it's a, an actual From Software Souls game or not, I love playing it through in co-op because I like experiencing it for the first time with another person. Like neither of us know what's around the next corner. And it's mm. like, okay, well, you're in my game. So if I, if if you die, I can just bring you back in. So you're like, go on, go around that corner. And you see them walk around the corner and they just get blasted <laughs> with a load of fire or something. Like, yeah. okay, well, now we know that. That's an experience that I really appreciate and relish in these types of games. And there are so few souls likes that support co-op mm-hmm. that are not from from software. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one I can't remember what it's called. It had a sequel out recently, the one with the guns in it. It's basically Soulsborne, oh. Souls like with guns. I wouldn't say immortal, but that's not right. You, I, you're on the right track. Something like that. You'll know exactly what I mean. I'll have a look on my phone. Came out in July, I think. Yeah, and that got decent reviews. Yeah. And I played the first one in co-op and it was a bit rubbish, but it was fun in co-op. And mm. if these games had co-op, I'd be all over them because I'd, I'd you know, I'm okay. With, but if if I've got to go in on my own 
and get my own fun out of it, I'm not convinced that I'll be able to do that. Mm. So unfortunately, I find them less appealing. But this trailer was very good. It was. Hoyverse did uh, Honky Star Rail. Hoyverse. I had written it down, but I forgot to read it. I think I just skipped over it because it doesn't look like a real word. Um, (laughs) Sonic Superstars was, I don't know if it was announced or we just got another look at it. It's coming October 17th, so not very long now at all. Um, It was a new trailer which highlighted all the new characters. The fact you can play in co-op and a battle mode that you can play as well. Mm. So more Sonic but the Sonic fans. They flip in, they're feral, aren't they? Those Sonic fans. They, they love are. it more for you. Uh, it was, I've already forgotten, Remnant from Remnant the Ashes. Remnant from the Ashes. That's the one that yeah. I played and quite liked it. Uh, what's next? I've lost my place. Hang on. Uh, it was Sonic Frontiers, right at the bottom. Sonic Frontiers. Yes. Uh, it's the final Horizon update for Sonic Frontiers. It's a free update that'll be coming out on the 28th of September. Mm-hmm. So pretty soon, if you're still playing Sonic Frontiers or if you want to go back to it, there's more stuff coming soon and you won't have to pay a penny, which is nice. Science fiction, then return. What is that? Is that the name of a developer? No, it's just there was more science fiction. Oh, a theme. Yeah. Science fiction then returned with a trailer for The First Descendant. A crossplay open beta for this game will run from the 19th to the 25th of September this year. Uh, what is this? I don't I can't remember, remember much what the about first this Descendant game. is. No, I think it's, a, it's an indie title. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah. It's just, just one of the those. same thing. This is this was there were a few points actually in in well there are a few points in every single reaction stream we do for Jeffrey shows where we're like this game could be Anything. any one of many yeah. games. Yeah, that's that's a genuine issue, isn't it? A lot of mm. these games do do look the same. I got confused between this game and one that's coming up in two bullet points. In fact, I'll just tell you about it now. Go on. Uh, called Fort Solace, which was out day of, which had Troy Baker, Roger Clark, and Julia Brown. Or the Roger actors. Clark, Roger Clark, and, and Roger, Roger Clark. Clark. They got the lower third name, yeah. nameplate. Right? Um, which is another spooky space game that uh, was released same day, which has come out with a solid 64 Metacritic. Yeah, not um, great. A lot of talent in it. Yeah, a lot of talent. But yeah, they just they look too similar. There's mm. like not much diversity in them anymore. I'm going to just quickly look up while you talk about the next thing. Yeah. What the first Ascendant looked like, because I just can't pick like pick it out among the like many yeah. games that All right. we saw. Launch trailer. We got one of those for Under the Waves. That's coming out on the 29th of August. Mm-hmm. So very, very soon. Uh, we then went off-road with Expeditions. Oh, the a- first Descendant is a co-op action RPG shooter. It okay. was the one that was a bit more fast-paced. And it's got like like cool helmets and someone that looked like Bayonetta, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember yeah. that because we said that's Bayonetta. That's Bayonetta. Yeah. In space. Someone in our chat got cross. It did get cross. It's like, well, that looks like Bayonetta though, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yes, there was Expeditions, a Mud Runner game, which will be released in 2024. That's a... Just a rally driving it's game. It's a car game. And then yeah. there was another car update as well. The Crew yeah. Motor Fest got a trailer ahead of its release on the 14th of September. Uh, a five-hour free trial for it will be running between the 14th and the 17th of September. The crew's still going. Mm. Somehow. Yeah. People are still playing that. This was announced at uh, the Ubisoft Forward a few months ago. Okay. And they were talking about it for ages. Right. And I skipped through all of it because I'm not interested in not the interested car in the game. crew, unfortunately. No, I'm not. Got one of those, haven't you? 
You don't need to play a game about it. Got what a car? car? Yeah. yeah. Car. I can't drive it very fast because it might rattle itself to death, but uh, I can drive it nonetheless. You could still drive it off-road once. I could, and then it would get stuck in a small hole, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Then we got another trailer, this time a bit more in-depth look at Cyberpunk 2077's Phantom Liberty DLC, which seems like a, also a total rehaul of a lot of the mechanics that they've already got in the game mm -hmm. again. Again. They said it was update 2.0, didn't they? This is update 2.0. But in order to get update 2.0, you do have to buy the DLC. Right. Okay. So like it doesn't, they're not just going to also give you a free update. You have to also buy the DLC if you want like all the kind of new hmm. stuff. I mean, um, they have been working on it for a long they time. They have been. Uh, someone like commented on the VOD being like, Cyberpunk 2077 came out in early access three years ago and it's finally coming to a full re release next month. But you have to pay for it. But you have to pay for it. Um, yeah, it's been three years since the initial game came out. It's crazy. And we're only just getting a DLC now. It looks quite a substantial DLC, but most people who played Cyberpunk 2077 played it like last year, because there was obviously a big influx mm -hmm. when they fixed it. Um, and the Edge Runner. And the Edge Runner TV series. show. But it's been so long now. Like I played it a year ago. I can't remember my build. No. I can't remember how I played that game. I'm not going to play the whole thing again. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good this DLC is. Like I, I, I wasn't even compelled enough to replay it then to mm. get different endings or to reload and do different endings. I was yeah. like, that's it. I've, like, I've, I've played it now and I can take that off. Not, yeah. not interested in going back. I enjoyed it and I have like been, we'll probably eventually do a replay, but it's just, I've not got the time. Mm. Not at the moment anyway, especially with all the stuff coming out in the next few months. And it's coming out in September. So it's like just after Starfield and surrounded by Spider-Man and Alan Wake coming out afterwards. So I just don't think there's a time for me to replay it at the moment. And I'm just worried that I'm going to try and play the DLC and just like, have no idea how to play the game. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Maybe it won't be that hard to jump back into and it'll be like riding a bike. That's what they say about Cyberpunk. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. Sure. Um, that is what they say. Yeah. I just had a build that punched everything. That was it. <laughs> so like that's yeah. not going to be a problem I was very hacky. I hacked yeah. stuff. Okay, so you're going to have to remember some things. Yeah. I couldn't work out the hacking in that game. Again, just, just punching things. Punching so. stuff. That was it. Yeah. Then we got another look at, well, not another look. I think it is another look, actually, at Stormgate, which is a science fiction real-time strategy game. And it gave us a look at one of their factions, which is called the Infernal Host. So it's just another uh, RTS. But this one's in space. Space. Mm -hmm. The Last Epoch. It's an action RPG from 11th Hour Games. Uh, we got to look at one of the new classes, the Rune Master. And the Runes of Power update will arrive on the 7th of September. Wow, that guy looked like, uh, was it Christopher Lee? They had like a guy, an old man. An old man. <laughs> on the screen. And I think we said he looked like Christopher Lee. but And I know we said maybe it wasn't Christopher Lee, but we said like, oh, that guy looks like famous old man actor oh, and uh, maybe it was just I was doing some guy at this point i had a second we week. came back for, i think we both came back from having another wee right because again we were drinking and uh, yeah I, by this point i was pretty drunk yeah to be honest i yeah. don't remember a huge amount and then the most enthusiastic oh, man, man ben i don't know what his surname is his name's ben he really 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 wants a job in television <laughs> he's like he's just like yeah yeah, yeah, he's just yelling and at And he's Jeff. just like screaming at the top of his lungs. And uh, he's way too much. He was really excited to introduce the trailer for Marvel Snap, which is now coming to Steam. Yeah. He was at the he was at another one. And he was at and the Jeff last seems, one. even though he's met him before on camera. Yeah. Seemed less prepared this time. He was time. at Summer Game Fest. He almost seemed aggressive this time. <laughs> like Jeff was like, 
I feel a bit unsafe on stage yeah. this man. I'm stressed out. If that guy was coming on stage after the man, the stage invaders, oh, he'd, have yeah. come, he'd have just barreled on stage, taken him out, I yeah. think. He, he would was... have like done the Bane thing and broken his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got so much energy. We made the joke the last time that uh, he is trying to get Jeff's job. And yeah. I do still think that that is the case. And mm. I hope that he's back for the Game Awards um, to get an award or something. I hope yeah. Marvel Snap wins Game of the Year so oh we get to hear him talk. If he, if he wins an award, can you imagine how excited oh he's going to be? Oh my God, the most exciting! No one in the will world. be safe. No, no one, will, one. No one on this planet will be no. safe. Uh, then we got another look at Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon, mm -hmm. which released on the twenty fifth of August. Is that now today. passed today. today? Okay, yeah. So it came out yesterday at the time of release. Uh, it's got good reviews. Mm. I'm happy for you, mech nerds, that <laughs> you've got that. But I'm not interested at all. I'm very selfishly irritated that from software worked on this instead of dark souls yeah that's what i want i don't want this uh but if you're hopping into it for the first time i hope you enjoy it yes we've got a trailer for warhaven uh which we've seen before which is a free melee multiplayer that's coming to steam on the 21st of september mm -hmm. mortal kombat 11 one no. one Un. sorry mortal kombat one uh we looked at the combat and the mortal and the fighting that's it we mm. saw some nasty fatalities. We did. Um, and I think at the end, it confirmed that a load of like superheroes are coming to it as well. Yeah. Peacemaker. There was like the boys from like a lot of DC supervillains. Omni-Man was there. There was, yeah, uh, Homelander. And I can't remember who else. But uh, yeah. yeah, actual, you want to decapitate John Cena. Because you can Cena. do that now. And it's got the like, um, the like tag in mode hasn't it yeah like your ghost buddy yeah that mm -hmm. kind of kept happening and i was like oh who's that like giraffe looking man and it was just like oh that's and he celebrated like like he had won at the end yeah that's yeah. what annoyed me the most is yeah. that this the... she she had won she won and he took her victory and he was like yeah i won it's like no you're just her buddy you're her mate you're her sidekick you're she's just the hero ken. yeah exactly he's just ken uh, we got another trailer for Ara History Untold. Whenever I think of Ara, I think of a chihuahua barking. What? Um, what? You know how chihuahuas, they go, Ara, Ara. No. <laughs> what are you a, talking about? There's a specific chihuahua that barks like that. There's and one. Whenever, or like a, on TikTok. And whenever I see it, I'm like, that is, that's the dog introducing the Ara. game. Ara. Ara. Um, which is released, being released in 2024. Uh -huh. uh, it's another look at a turn-based trashy game where you can build up a civilization through an alternate history. Ooh. Ooh. Diablo 4 now, uh, even though it's nowhere near October. Actually, we're getting quite close. Mm. Uh, season of Blood will be the next season for Diablo 4, and that's arriving on the 17th of October. It's going to be spooky. It is. Spooky. Spooky. We got a look at Dustborn, which is a single-player narrative focused uh, narrative-focused game set in an alternate version of America. Uh, it's a cell-shaded game mm -hmm. where they're like, uh, there's like four kids in a car mm -hmm. and um, they were like, it's like a post-apocalyptic kind oh, of Oh yeah, the thing. dialogue was something else. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. It was very much like... It's one of those. Written for the teens uh, kind of vibes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it looked interesting. It looked different. Yes. Which is good. It did, and it's going to anger lots of people by virtue of existing. Yes. You know what? All the power to it yes. for that. There was lesbians. There was lesbians. Which means it's not what God intended. God doesn't like that. No. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Thank Goodness You're Here, because oh, this yeah. actually was the highlight of the show for mm -hmm. me. Uh, this is coming from the, uh, the same people who did uh, Untitled Goose Game. Yep. 
and it's it looks really weird. It's got a very strange theme song. I don't even think I could describe it to you. I'm not sure if it's a game that you actually wander around an environment or if it's like a WarioWare style, Frobisher says, strange thing. You should watch the trailer for it. Thank goodness you're here. It's flipping bonkers. Yeah. And it was like kind of like the very last thing. Well, not the very last thing. There was one more thing, but it was like so late on in the show that I thought I was losing my mind. I was like, what is happening this is brilliant. It was incredible. It was. And then the last thing we've got to look at, which we haven't, we've not even seen that much of. So I don't even know why we've, it's taken this long. We've barely seen it. It was Alan Wake 2, mm. uh, which we had a look at what he's been up to in the dark place, which he's apparently, according to Sam Lake, been in for 13 years. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. It's a long time. That is a long time. Garth Marenghi's like, dark. What's he bloody dark been place. up to in the dark place trademark? That's right. Right, mad novels. And that's been pushed back to October 27th. And was they the reason they say is to avoid clashing with other games. Yes. Yes. Sam Lake was there to tell us about that with yeah. his Max Payne face. And mm-hmm. then it cuts to the game and he's in that as well. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Or at least his likenesses. And that that was just, yeah. that threw me off massively. But So yeah, we've got another look at Alan Wake 2, um, which we've seen gameplay for at Summer Games Fest. I know that obviously it is coming out like two months away but there's lots of other things that are also coming out two months away that we haven't seen this much of it's not a bad thing it's just interesting that we've seen more of it and it was like the final thing yeah i don't think it's the it was necessarily the the strongest thing they could have ended on but also i don't really know what else they could have ended on that's true having looked through the list yeah i'm not sure they should have ended it on uh thank goodness you're here yes they should (laughs) and now for something absolutely mental yeah here we go thanks for watching I thought it was about as fun as all the other shows usually are. It didn't feel like there was as much irrelevant product placement as usual. Oh, barely any. Uh, only one celebrity this time, and yeah. he was actually there, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, and But yeah, I'm, I'm not walking away from this really with, with many games that I'm super excited about. No, I mean, a lot of these games are 2024 releases now, which I think it makes sense. We are in the final quarter of the year. Um, but in terms of like stuff that's coming out the next few months, none of it's really been like got me extra hyped mm-hmm. for any mm-hmm. of the games that are coming out soon. I know that maybe we're just, I said this to Ben, maybe we're just like jaded now and we're mm. like old and grizzled oh, so and old. angry. Yeah, you're so old. Ashton. So old. But like I see other people and I, and I always compared like Aria, like the way we feel to like the other way people are on Twitter and I know that Twitter's not real. Social no. media's not real. It's not. But people are like oh my god, oh my god it's... I it's, am literally crying right it's now. It's the crew motor fest. Oh my god. And I'm like Who are you? What? Who? Uh, respectfully, who are you? Yeah. And, and are you okay? Yeah. Because it's one thing to be excited about a game. It's another thing to act like it's the craziest thing you've <laughs> ever seen in your entire life. And social media yeah. isn't real. You're right. Because the vast majority of people who are acting like that are usually I don't, doing so. I don't as, think you're literally crying right now. I don't believe, for starters, I don't believe you're actually crying. But also it's to very superficially build their own brand mm. in order to make friends with, with the PR and yeah. publishers so you can get stuff but in I do exchange s- for loud or caps <laughs> emoji tweets. Exciting. But I also do think that when you see like people in chat, just like regular people or mm. people tweeting about it and people are really excited, it definitely, I do get a bit jealous because I'm like, man, 
why am I not this excited about it? But then I think realistically, there's not that many games on this list that one we didn't already know about. There mm. wasn't. I think maybe the the biggest announcement was Little Nightmares three. I think all the other ones were stuff we already knew about. Yeah. That was kind of the biggest like world premiere. Um, obviously there was little littler games and stuff, but for the most part, I was I wasn't impressed. But mm -hmm. I also. You know, Jeff did a great job. He tempered everyone's expectations. Yeah, so much so that some people didn't, didn't watch. watch it. Um, but I do think that, like, it's not a bad thing for it to be just updates, but they do make a big song and dance about it. And I think maybe that is the issue. Like, mm. they add a lot of, like, drama and, like, you know, a big stage full of flashy lights and yeah. stuff. And then they're like, did you know you can wear this, this hair from Tekken 8 uh, on your character that's like a me? And it's like... Oh, uh, thank you. Marvel Snap is coming to Steam. That could have been a press release. Uh, that that literally could have been an email. That's not, you know, as I said before, it's all about who opened their wallets. Yeah. The 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 most crucial difference between a Jeffrey Showcase and a Nintendo Direct mm. or a a PlayStation Showcase or an, an Xbox Xbox Showcase, Xbox show, uh, Xbox showcase yeah. is that yes, money does change hands for certain third party mm. folks to be there. However, the onus is on the presenter of that showcase or stream to put out their best and brightest to make their core audience as excited as possible, to put on the best show going. Whereas Jeff does not have the same motivations no. because he doesn't represent a He's platform. He's got no skin in the game, kind of. Exactly. He doesn't represent a platform other than his own, which yeah. is to make money yeah. by getting people to watch it. Yeah. So he will make a huge song and dance about, uh, let me just pick one out at random, Troy Baker, Roger Clark, and Julia Brown's 64 on Metacritic rated Fort Solis game. Mm. If that was developed as an exclusive for Xbox, for example, yeah, that would be in an Xbox showcase yeah. because you can only play it there. Jeff doesn't play by those rules. It doesn't. That's why I think when you come, when we come away from the, the Game Awards, Summer Game Fest, Gamescom Opening Night Live, it can feel a bit deflating because the stuff there varies so wildly in mm. quality, mm -hmm. full stop. But then also it represents what I would say a lot of maybe the, the core gaming audience aren't necessarily that interested in. A lot of niche titles that, yeah. that specifically, they'll, they're, there's usually a big Asian presence, games that are coming out of South Korea and China mm -hmm. that they want to market towards Western audiences. And those audiences do exist, but they're not huge. Yeah. And so we can come away from seeing Honky Star Rail for the fourth time, jokes aside, and think, is is this it? Is this all there is in gaming? Mm -hmm. It's Honky Star Rail mm -hmm. and 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 funny hair in Tekken and Marvel Snap coming to Steam. Is is that it? Yeah. Uh, but it's not representative of actually what's going on because we know we've got some crazy games coming out. Mm -hmm. We've got some flipping amazing games coming out. Yeah. I definitely think we felt a bit more dejected. Deje is dejected a word? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is a word. Yeah. It does apply. Yeah. Um, this year, with the showcases that we've seen this year, mm. rather than, I think, previous years. And maybe we've been spoiled. Because, the like, 2020, we got a lot of announcements. Yeah. Even considering there was mid-pandemic, we got a lot of big stuff. 2021, we got a lot of big stuff. And I still think we're obviously feeling the effects of the pandemic now, because there's obviously that knock-on of, like, games have been pushed back or changed or delayed and stuff. So we're still feeling that now, but it definitely has felt this year that it's not been as exciting mm -hmm. for it's not as an exciting time to be a gamer 
as it has been in previous years. I know we've got big games coming out and I'm not dismissing Starfield and I'm not dismissing Spider-Man. There are big games that are coming out and will do really well and people will love. It just feels like... What's next? The smorgasbord has become more of a charcuterie board. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. We've got some like meats and cheeses, but all the like the fruit is gone now because... That's the worst bit. Yeah. So that's good. The fruit? Yeah, fruit's worse. Love a grape. What are you talking about? Meat and cheese. Give me the meat and cheese. Okay. All the grapes and, and, wine. and meat are here, but all the cheese is gone. Oh. All the cheese is gone and all the wine's gone. So you've just got meat and fruit. Meat and fruit. Meat and fruit. Dreadful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. I, uh, it's difficult because we, do, especially as far as PlayStation goes, we don't actually know really what's coming no. next. No. You know, they need to do another showcase. Showcase this year did not perform. It was wank. Um, then I thought Xbox did a really great job at, at summer at Naughty Three, mm. and I even thought to an extent Summer Game Fest was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it was better than usual. Yeah, I would it was say. one of the weaker shows of the week, mm. but it wasn't as bad as PlayStation. Starfield Direct was good as well. I like that. I think Xbox and Nintendo are doing a great job. PlayStation really mm. needs to pick it up, and uh, you know, for, for literally everything else, that's where these other, you know, the Future Games Show, yeah, SGF. Uh, opening night live all that kind of stuff that's where that Mm. fits in and that's why sometimes if that's all we've got to go on it can feel a bit deflating you can feel a bit dejected yes if there was another future game show that actually happened this week that I haven't caught up with yet Mm. but I did feel that future game show during summer games fest not E3 week um, was one of the better shows as well. We watched that one. Didn't yeah, we? we did. Yeah, and it's got a lot more indie stuff, but there's a. I think there's a way more diverse range of stuff in there, and also like, they don't make a big song and dance about it. They're like, here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Yeah. Here's the next thing. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about. Here's the next it, thing. Was it? Was that the one with Yuri Lowenthal and Laura Bay? Uh, Laura Bailey. Uh, yeah. Because he kept talking about Spider Man. Yeah. Because that may have been future games, or that might have been PC Gamer. I'm not sure. No, PC Gamer was that horrible old guy who I don't know his oh, name is. Bless him. He's so annoying. Hate that guy. <laughs> God. There was another one, wasn't there? There was Future Games. Yeah. Summer Game Fest. Xbox. There was, and there the, was, there was the um, indie, not indie, the cozy games, whatever it is. Wholesome Games. Wholesome Games. Yeah. yeah. There was another one, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, anyway. that was Gamescom opening night live. Mm. Let us know what you think about it or thought about it in the comments below. And if there was anything that stood out particularly for you, did you bother watching it? Yeah. Should we, should we have bothered watching yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, there are a few places you can find us on the internet, aren't there, Ashton? There are youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump for all our video and live stream content. On Twitch, you can use your Amazon Prime to get a free Twitch sub. It doesn't cost you any more money and it gives us a little something, something. So yeah. that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all kinds of things at team triple jump. Uh, and patreon.com forward slash team triple jump for all of our tiers are on there. Yeah. Make sure if you are a patron that you go and make the most of your SMTJ live privileges yeah. because you've got less than a week yeah. to send us a photo of your face or your podcast or your YouTube channel or whatever that will scroll behind us on the green screen. And also if you're at the appropriate tier to leave a voicemail for Rules Boss to, mm-hmm. to respond to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know a few people have signed up at that tier specifically recently. Uh, so make sure you get that before it goes. Uh, yeah. You're not going to want to miss out on that. Finally, uh, go to triplejerk.mup. That's our website. You can find everything there. 
It's dead simple. And triplej.mp forward slash smtj will take you to the various timed rewards available for SMTJ Live happening on the 2nd of September at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. We have to see as many of you there as possible. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? Help something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really appreciate it. And there's just enough time to talk about this week's sponsor again. Yes. Which, of course, is the... The scent of the summer. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Gamescom, set in Cologne, set in Cologne. Takes place in Cologne. Yeah. It's not a television show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Show. And uh, they've finally done it. They've produced a scent for all of us. It's called Eau de Gamer. And uh, it says here, es ist, es ist schlecht which I think means it is bad. Mm. So make sure you go and grab yourself a bottle of that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thanks for watching slash listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.